Welcome to E Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again. E Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 260. Today we'll be talking about TV, including The Bridge, Mind Over Murder, Primal, DB Cooper, Where Are You, Love, Death, and Robots, Bust Down, Rapish, Almost Fly, and Big Brother 24. Movies including Nope, Sonic 2, and The Gray Man. And as always, The Week in Sports, The Week in Funko and Collecting, Weekly Star Wars Moment, and our weekly random moving song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's The Mez! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We're going to try to get through everything as fast as we can, because there is yeah. a lot uh, on top of everything. Not everything. We didn't make it to San Diego this year, but we'll be there next year, everyone. So be on the lookout for us. I didn't even get there. I was Can't supposed wait. to go Saturday, but <laughs> I could have made it there and had a good time. But coming home would have been the issue, and I would have had to sleep in the airport, and I wasn't about to do that. So, or I could have went and slept out in the grass or wherever. I don't know, but I'm well, pretty sure that there's I'm also sure. that there is. I stayed in a pretty cheap uh, Motel Six right by uh, where the planes come down, so everything in the room rattles. So uh, it's quite a deal <laughs> if you're ever in San Diego. I was there uh, uh, staying and whatever, we couldn't get a connection. So we had to stay in San Diego for the evening and we ended up there. And yeah, it was like every plane that came in and took off, like the whole room shook. <laughs> was it like, do they tell you and give you a discount or? No, they don't say nothing, but it, it literally, it's right, it, it's because it's right across the street. It's the end of the runway, and then there's the road, and then there's the Motel 6. <laughs> I'd rather so sleep like outside. right there. I'd rather sleep outside or sleep in the airport and have to pay for it <laughs> and then let it rattle. But Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just kick off movies because it sounds like we got a ton of... Uh, TV. Well, I got um, TV, but it's all going to be fast, and it's mostly just questions for you on it. So, all right. Well, let's just crank through TV really quick. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. I checked out uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two this morning. Did you check it out? No. And I said I would last pod, and it's right there on Paramount. But uh, no, I completely it left my mind. But uh, did it live up to the hype? Yeah, it was pretty good, and there is going to be another one. So if you haven't seen it, all that the way at the end of the credits, there is something, uh, another character that you're all familiar with. I was kind of shocked. I was like, whoa, cool. So we got another Sonic movie coming. Uh, this one, it was good. Uh, Jim Carrey, of course, he carries the whole movie. John Raffio is the voice of uh, Sonic Schwartz, and James Marsden is as Tom and... Tika Sumter as Maddie. They came back. Um, Idris Elba as Knuckles in this one. I was like, where do I know this voice? I had to look it up. 
And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, and uh, what's his, what's her name was Tails. Uh, Colleen O'Shawn. I think that's how you say her name. She, uh, if you guys remember the last film, she, um, she, uh, Tails appeared at the end. And then that was the big surprise of this. And then uh, Knuckles came into play. Uh, but let me give you a quick synopsis. Um, when a maniac Dr. Ro- Robotic returns to Earth with a new ally, Knuckles, the and Santa Sonic and is now and, and his new friend Tails uh, is all that stands in their way. All right. Um, it was what it was. If you guys are familiar with the games and all these characters, it was cool. Sonic was still kind of a little bit in hiding, but uh, he uh, goes out and he's like a little vigilante. He's um, I think he called himself the Blue Blur. But for you Smallville fans, um. Clark was running around when he was getting in action. They were calling him the Blur. I think they called him the Blue Blur. I haven't seen Smallville in a while. But um, mm-hmm. oh, a new podcast has just started with uh, Tom Welling, who played uh, Clark, and um, Michael Rosenbaum, who played uh, Lex. They have a new podcast. I think they're only two episodes in. The third episode, the third episode comes out Tuesday. New episodes come out on Tuesday, and it's called Talkville. It's a really good show. If you're a huge fan of, of Smallville, like I am. I know it was all wrong, and I was talking hell of shit about it, but I got sucked into that show, and I so I, I didn't. I think I Sometimes missed. The, happens. I think I missed the first five years, and I I watched it every week the last five years because it, it went ten seasons. Uh, awesome show. So they're going through each episode, ten years worth of episodes that they're going to talk about, and they're only on episode two. Of season one, so uh, it's a really good show. Definitely check that out. But anyway, um, yeah, this movie was what it was. Exciting. The CGI is still good. Um, Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotic, he's awesome in it. Uh, I still crossing my fingers that we Ace Ventura, um, that Dumb and Dumber movie. It was funny, but it wasn't like the original one. But if he gave us another Ace Ventura, I'd be all over it. So. But this one was cool. It, it was awesome. Um, one of the little uh, ring portals opened up, and out came Knuckles, and he was the one that helped uh, Doctor Ro- Is it Robot Robotnik helped him yeah. get back to Earth because if you guys remember, he was stuck on that um, mushroom planet or whatever the hell it was called at the end of the last film. So he was able to go back, and they brought in this other guy to come in to to help him. So, but. Um, Jim Carrey, of course, he carries the whole movie. I mean, I know he had done a lot of other things, really serious roles and everything. I even kind of tackled a little bit of horror. I didn't think it was a horror movie. It was a good movie, but it wasn't a horror movie. But uh, this one was cool. I liked what was going on. If you guys are familiar with uh, the games and you like these characters or just fan of Jim Carrey, uh, definitely give this movie a watch if you have Paramount+. Plus. It's also on Epics if you have that. Um... Jeez, it was two hours and two minutes. I didn't realize how long it was. Uh, I was watching it with my grandsons. They they were all about it. They sat there and watched uh, the whole thing. So, but this it is what it is. It was awesome. Awesome effects. Jim Carrey, hilarious. So if if you guys like that first movie, definitely check out this one. And again, there is something at the very very end of the credits. So um, fast forward to that. So other than that, Sonic the Hedgehog two, I gave it a thumbs up. Will it make my best of twenty twenty two? If we did video game movies, but I don't think we had that many video game movies out this year. So, 
Unless uh, you know of any, I, I don't know. But this one, I liked it for what it was. Every time right. I watch these uh, films, it just makes me want to go play Sonic. I want to go buy one of those little uh, uh, Genesis controllers that has Sonic just to sit there and play for hours. But yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, if you guys uh, want to check that out, um, go for it. Paramount Plus or Epics. Yeah, awesome. I definitely will. I got to soon. There's like three or four movies on Paramount Plus that I need to check out. And it's like, obviously, I'm on there a lot for Big Brother. And then every time I'm on there, I'm like, I'm like, well, I only got like half hour before bed. There's I just can't. I'm like, ah, why start a movie and get like 30 minutes in, you know? <laughs> yep. Uh, what was the one you had? The Gray Man? The Gray Man. Yes. The new uh, Netflix film from the Russo brothers, uh, directors of uh, Infinity War, Endgame, Avengers. Also, uh, they go all the way back to my beloved uh, community uh, TV shows. So I've uh, been a fan of uh, Russo's for a while. And um, this one, interestingly, going into it, I heard... Lots of mixed reviews. People seem to either love or hate this movie. Uh, it's described as when the CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is known to none, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets. A psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. The stars Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Anna DeArmas, Billy Bob Thornton, and a bunch of other people. But, uh, yeah, uh, two hours and two minutes. Um, I thought... This was pretty cool. I did actually really like it. I found it like to be really stylish action wise. I get why it might not be for everybody because it doesn't it's it's not one of those that brings everything to the table. But sometimes you just want like a cool action movie and you want something like this. Like it's a guy, he's like, you know, with the CIA, but you know, things are tricky and like it said, like um uh, now he's got like a bounty on him and stuff and it's almost like spy versus spy. I liked it. I really did. Um, like you were just saying about Sonic, it's like the question of would it make my end of year top 10 list? It has potential. I just think there's going to be so many other contenders. It'll probably end up an honorable mention, but I did really like it and it is the kind of movie like, um, I love to add these kind of movies to my catalog, like where it's like an interesting action film that you can always just throw on in the background. Like it's a perfect, like I love to throw on my, uh, my classic, the uh, born movies, uh, on in the background, usually when I'm doing other stuff or cleaning or something like that. And I feel like the gray man, like could fit right there with that type of thing. Like you throw it on, you let it play. And then, you know, action scene comes on, you stop what you're doing, you're checking it out and then you're back to doing whatever but um yeah um it's interesting uh the little marketing they did for this i don't know if you caught it on instagram where they had like ryan gosling say 15 things like describing what uh the gray man's about and it was interesting at the end of it uh because he was saying little small things that you know tiny little hints of things that happened in the movie but the ending he was like sequel question mark so <laughs> i 
that just depends on since it is a Netflix movie. I guess it depends on how many people watch it. Um, I could see it getting another one. So uh, if it does, cool. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I know um, Extractions getting another one. Uh, we both like that one. It was on our uh, end of year top ten list. Uh, Anola Holmes. What's that? Yeah. Is that the one with Thor? Thor. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Yep, Extraction's getting another one. So it's possible. Uh, Enola Holmes, which I really liked, that's getting another one. So excited for that. So it's possible, but I know it is. It's all about the views. So if a bunch of people watch it, then, you know, they'll check it out. But, yeah, it definitely seems to be uh, mixed reviews uh, from people from what I've seen. Like uh, just a random uh, movie person I followed, they gave it a pretty low score. Uh, IGN gave it a pretty low score. But then you look at the like Metascore on on IMDb, AV Club, they're actually notoriously tough on films, but uh, they gave it the highest grade, 83 out of 100. Um, The Telegraph gave it a low of of a 40 out of 100. So... What would you have given it? Uh, I really liked it. So somewhere between 75 and 80, which, like I said, is fitting because that puts it right in the range. I really liked it. It is a contender for end of year, but I think it's just probably going to fall outside. Like we do the 10 films. uh, We're back in full swing this year. There's a lot of films, so... I'd be surprised. Uh, who knows? Maybe it can contend, you know, outside nine, 10 spot. Maybe I did really like it that much. And like I said, it's a film that I definitely throw on again in the background just cause it's good. It's also good to see, um, Anna de Armas. She was one of my favorite parts of the last bond film. She was just in it for a little bit, but I loved, uh, uh, seeing her in action and it was cool to get her to see her have another chance here she had even more time to shine here than she did in bond so that was cool all right um i didn't watch the whole thing i only watched really just the beginning because then my grandsons woke up and i didn't know how i didn't realize it was only pg-13 i thought it was r um, um, yeah. Well, you saw the. We can talk just briefly about it. it's not a very big spoiler. I thought it was pretty stylish that opening fight with the fireworks and stuff. That was a cool effect. I thought. Ah oh, man, I bet it was hell loud. What <laughs> they were fighting. <laughs> uh, well, it was um, the Ryan Gosling. He's six, and um, Billy Bob Thornton is Fitzroy. Fitzroy. He comes up and uh, Ryan Gosling's in prison. He killed someone. Um. Not just uh, he wasn't like a cold-blooded killer. He was trying to help someone and ended up killing someone. And he had to go to prison. Billy Bob, he kind of comes up. Was he CIA? Is that who they were? Or yeah. was it just yeah. okay? He, uh, Billy, yep. Billy Bob came up and said, "Hey man, I know you. Uh, you did this and you killed somebody for so and so." He goes, "If I was you, I would have done the same thing. So don't feel bad that uh, you killed this person." And he's like, "I don't." And he's like, "Okay, good." So he goes, "All right, um, we're gonna let you out of prison." early if you come work for us but if you don't you're gonna sit here and finish all your sins so what do you say yeah. six was like well f it all right cool let's go so he got out of prison and i think it was like a year or so later or something like that he they sent him to bangkok 
and uh, he was supposed to take out um, this guy. He's he's one of these dudes. that's like in all kinds of movies. You see him. I think he's got a um, one of his eyes is is messed up. Uh, his name is Colin Mulvey. He was in. Uh, I know he was in um, Winter Soldier. He was in Batman v Superman and a bunch of other movies where he's just like the hired hitman type of dude. Anyway, so he's a uh, six is hired to kill him and everyone's he's got all his little operatives in there. Everybody's scoping it out. This guy is a big somebody comes walking into this big, big, huge. I believe it was a, a New Year's Eve party. Uh, clock strikes midnight. They start launching off all the uh, fireworks. I mean, they give six all this Ryan Gosling, all this high tech weaponry because that gun that he had was neat. It had like a little built in um like a heat sensor screen on it because he was he was like below everyone. He was below the dad floor or something, and he was pointing up, getting ready to shoot uh, this guy. His his name is listed here as Dining Car, um, but he was well. Hold on, it's not a spoiler. This is all in the beginning of the movie, so it just kind of gets yeah. the, the film going. So he's um he's like okay, can't kill. He was about to shoot him, but then there was a little kid in the way. Right. And he was like, oh, man, I, I don't want to do it. And then all the other people were like, F it, man, take the shot. Kill You're him. clear. You're clear to take the shot. Take the shot. Yeah, they were all yelling at him. He was like, no, F this. So he threw the gun down. He walked out, started falling. I love this part because he was walking behind uh, the, the dining car guy. And he had like about four or five guys around him. And uh, they were just walking straight, and he was walking by grabbing whatever, any kind of weapon, like a fork, yeah. knife, or whatever, and right. started shanking the, his bodyguards. Until yep. it got down to one just him one. and one dude. <laughs> yeah. And then it just went to hand to hand. The dining car went crashing out of the window. The six went jumping after him. And then they got into a hand to hand fight. But before they started talking, and then dining car was like, You do know why they want you to kill me? And he's like, No. And he goes, Oh, well, I think you should know. And he goes, You're number six. He goes, I'm, Was he number four? Yeah. Is that who he was? Yeah. He goes, I'm yeah. number four. And they're like, what? And then they go into this big old hand-to-hand uh, battle. And that was as far as I got in the film. I think this is all within the first 10, 15 minutes of yep. the film. But, yep, yep. Cool uh, I, with the firework, all the yeah. spark. I thought that was yeah. a cool effect. It, it was cool. I liked the way what I seen. I liked how they filmed it. Uh, the score in the background, especially when they were fighting, that, that little that music gets you all juiced up and everything. So uh, obviously they have a huge budget for this film because you got uh, – Academy Award winners and nominees in this film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got Captain America, uh, which I didn't even know he was in. I'm looking at the IMDb thing, but there's already been spoilers out there uh, for this film. This is on Netflix and it is in the theater. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I hope it does well. I liked it. I want more. <laughs> I, was, I was going to go see it in the theater. I didn't know it was going to Netflix. I think because it just came on Netflix within a, a few days. Right, because I uh, I was gonna like I want to go to the movies. I wanted to see something, um, and the Gray Man was up, so I was like, well, what's this? So I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. Uh, I was all ready to go see it, and then I saw that it popped up on Netflix. I said, well, that's gonna save me ten bucks or whatever it is. But I'm definitely gonna finish it. From what I seen, I like I love Ryan Gosling. He's awesome. Um, Billy Bob, he's good in just about everything he's in. But uh, I'm definitely gonna go back and finish this movie because I liked what I saw. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Like I said, had a chance uh, to make the list, but we'll see. 
I should probably start uh, writing the contenders down, making like slotting things out so things can 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 bump in and bump out. <laughs> yeah, I bumped out a ton of things, the sure. movies that I had seen coming yeah. and going. I might so I guess the it's theater. safe to say I'll give it a spot right now. I just don't know if it can stay. <laughs> Uh, it's not even, well, I don't know. I only saw the first 15, 10, 10, 15 minutes. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe when I get to the end of it, it'll, uh, it might be on my list. Maybe it will bump something off. But, um, I think my top five are locked in. The last five are the ones that I'm like, ah, cause we still got, we're only ha- we're only at the halfway point of the year. So we, we still got a ton of movies. There is a bunch oh, yeah. of movies that, that have come out. We haven't even seen yet. Right. Like there's independent films. There's a lot of ones I need to see. Um, as far as horror, I'm gonna put mainstream horror in my top ten, but then I'm still gonna do a top ten horror list as well. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, uh, I saw this thing talking about how we're actually finally catching up with uh, movies as far as like stuff that they held on to like they held on to so much stuff that when the theaters were closed and they opened reclosed and people were still not going type thing like obviously maverick was one of the big ones that they held on to for two years but another one i saw the article for uh, minions the rise of Gru. i guess was supposed to come out in 2020 and uh, they were saying that was like the last like big budget box office type movie that they've uh, held on to for as long as they did. So they were saying like with the release of that, like the way is like cleared for everything kind of to get back on track. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, um, yeah, there was, there was tons of stuff that they're holding. And I, I, you know, what minions, uh, Eric saw it. He said it was all right. Have you seen any of the other ones? I saw the like first ones, which were good. I have heard actually really good things about this one um, from people I work with, people I see talking about it online. Uh, I hear a lot of good things about it, so I'm not in a rush to see it. I won't, you know, see it in the theater, but hearing a lot of good things. <laughs> Is it just minions? Uh yeah, well it's that you know despicable me too. That's I know, but is it like the is it the the rise of Gru? Yeah, is that what it is? That's what it is. All right. Yeah. Um. I I I've you know I've never seen any of the um despicable despicable me films. I don't even know how many films there is, but um, yeah, there's a couple of those too. <laughs> Yeah, the men, Van Damme's in it? Oh, man, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Uh, in the 1970s, young Gru tries to join a group of super civilians um, called the, the Vicious Six after, their oust, after they oust their leader. The legendary fighter Wild Knuckles, uh, when the interview turns uh, disastrous, Gru and his minions go on the run with the Vicious Six hot on their tails. Luckily, uh, sources find for guidance Wild Knuckles himself uh, and soon discovers that even bad guys need a little help. 
from their film from their friends. It came out earlier this month on the first, uh, directed by Kyle Balda. Um, again, I didn't see it. I haven't seen any of these films, but uh, my son Eric here he'll he'll tell you what he thought about it. But first of all, have you seen all the Despicable Me's and these in- Minion films? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I saw like the last Despicable Me. Well, out of the minions, how many minion movies is there? Is there like more than two? Uh, yeah, I think there's more than two. I don't know. <laughs> so, what did you think of this one? Did it? It was better than the last one that I saw. I forgot that one was about because I just forgot about it because I didn't really like it. But this one was just better. Is it funny? Is it? Yeah, some parts are funny. <laughs> um, did it leave off to be like to where there's gonna be more? Uh, it just sets up like the whole like first movies because this is all like when he's still a kid oh so this happens before the despicable boy i guess he was older in that one so yeah it happens before all that oh okay well see i i don't know any of these movies people a lot of people i think i have it somewhere in all my movies i know i've seen it somewhere um i just gotta sit down and watch it because i don't know how many there is but uh yeah i don't know we'll see but um are you gonna go see this one zisu no, I might see it at home. Um, one thing, another question I did have for you about, though, did you see the like online thing? Like it became a weird social craze of like mostly younger people showing up to the movie in suits. Did you see that whole thing? I know nothing about it, Eric. Yeah, I've, I saw kind of TikToks of fools showing up to like go see minions and there's like a whole big huge group of all these dudes and they're all wearing suits and their hair is all done up all nice (laughs) yeah there's a song that's from it too like uh, something about like uh, our our money grew or something like that that like they're using I guess for these TikToks and whatnot. Uh, the other thing I heard interestingly was some theaters in turn um feel like they because coming in there like that like they would like stop other people and kind of like make a scene so it got to the point where some theaters like weren't allowing like suited groups of these young folks to like buy tickets or in the theater it was like a whole thing (laughs) yeah i've heard about that because like i saw like some people were like after they're done, like some of those fools just like thrashed the theater. There's like garbage and popcorn all over the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd like stop people like to like quiz them. Like, are you true? Like despicable head or something like that. <laughs> like testing them to like get into the theater or something like do just, it was all for like social. It was all for like video recording. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw a good amount of those videos, and I just yeah. thought it was funny because this is it's minions, and they're all showing up wearing suits. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, that was Eric, everyone. Um, Shut he'll up. be back. He'll be back for more on whatever else we bring him in for. But yeah, he's the only one I know that's seen this movie. But now you guys got me. Kind of uh, curious. I pulled up a Newsweek article. 
Movie theaters ban Minion fans in suits after bizarre TikTok yep. trend havoc. Uh, a, bizarre tra- a bizarre trend is leading uh, to cinemas banning teens in suits from watching the new Minion movie, Minions of the Rise of Gru. Teens across the world have been dressed up in full suit and ties to see the latest movie, Despicable Me franchise, after releasing on July 1st, the movie... Uh, reported to make uh, 120, damn, 120 million the opening weekend. Uh, high schoolers have been showing up to movie theaters in large groups, uh, donning suits and even smoking cigars <laughs> as part of the iconic <laughs> online love movie. Many even go one step further, moshing and cheering loudly inside the movie theater. <laughs> uh, all right, I got a, <laughs> there's a picture of about, uh, what did people About 30 guys. Uh, all in suits and uh hey but they're all wearing masks so i guess they're trying to be safe or maybe not even just didn't want to show their faces but um okay it, it just says that they're just um buying it's all for the socials uh, cool all right I, i'm i support them but uh don't need to go in there and and be wild and stupid but i can't say anything negative when i was young I was all wild and stupid in theaters too, so hey, but I, I didn't wear a suit. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of pictures. I'm gonna have to find these TikTok videos, but I see a lot of pictures. Yeah, it's the whole thing. <laughs> I see these guys all standing there in their suits. I guess they're holding their hands the way uh, Gru did uh, right. in the film. But um, yeah, anything to get <laughs> to, to to be a buzz on the internet. So. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I never even heard of this uh, until you guys brought it up, but uh, right on. Uh, There's a video, but I don't want to watch it. It looks like there are all these guys lined up uh, on an escalator going into the movie theater. Oh, yeah. That's a popular one. I've seen that one. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to dive into this one. But, yeah, uh, Minions of the Rise of Gru, Eric liked it. Um, I'm going to still have to sit down and and watch all these films because – even my wife was saying, they're good. You haven't seen them? Everyone's always, you haven't seen that? You see everything. It never yeah. appealed. To, it never appealed to me. So, but now that they're making so many of them, I'm now that's kind of got me curious. And right, and I the social see, trend. Yeah, I want to <laughs> see why these guys had to dress up in suits to go watch a movie. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. well, like I said, there's a song too from the new soundtrack, and it has some line about like, like something because my money grew. G R U. <laughs> All right, but. All right, everybody, moving on to the new one. This is the big blockbuster film that came out uh, this past uh, release day was Friday, but it always all these movies come out Thursday. No more midnight showings, everyone. That moment, these Thursday movies start at four o'clock. Yeah, (laughs) I like good, but I'm at work, especially especially now that uh, I'm on the older side. Like uh, it used to be like a thing for me, like, oh, yeah, midnight, but. Now I'll gladly take a four four o'clock showing. <laughs> oh man, that last midnight one I went to was the dark no the Dark Knight Rises, and I barely made it through that one. I right. Was like, oh, the last man. one I can remember was uh, Hunger Games, and I actually couldn't believe it because um, when was that? What year was that? Because uh, yeah, oh 2012. So Jade was 12. And we were out there at our local theater at midnight and it was basically like carbon copy. Like everybody in line was like a parent and like a 12 year old, a 13 year old, very young. So it was all that like age group. And that, that movie's 
two hours and, and, and 22 minutes. So what? We were out at, what's that, 2.30? We got home like 3 in the morning. Like, whoo. <laughs> yeah. And that was just, obviously, that was a cool night, too. How What a rebellious father. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Because um, <laughs> even on the, the last uh, three, well, what, three, four, I don't know, however many Star Wars movies, there was oh, no, yeah. there was no midnight nope. ones. Um, um, no, actually, I forgot. I take that back. Force Awakens was, wasn't it? Uh, I didn't go midnight. I went like at like eight. Oh, maybe it was. I now I take it back. You're right. It was. It was in the evening because we we got out at the same time. I remember um, we were just getting on the Bay Bridge when uh, you got on the phone with Jade. <laughs> yeah, because I got. I saw it. Yeah, you're right. That wasn't midnight. You're right. Uh, I saw I saw it early because then I went to my friends, went to sleep, and I got up the next day and went and saw it again at nine o'clock in the morning. Right. Oh so, yeah, that's what we did too. Rogue One was the one where I seen it in Reno, or Sparks, and an IMAX, and then the next then day I drove I drove to San Francisco and and we, we went met and seen, up. Yep. Yeah, and we saw it over there. Right. But, uh yeah, enough of that. We still got some anyway. Star Wars stuff coming uh with uh, yeah. Andor and all that. But on to the new film that came out this week. Um I went to a I think it was like it said six thirty, but the movie didn't start till sometime after seven. Uh, but anyway. Uh Jordan Peele's new film, Nope. Uh Universal Picture. Two siblings who run a California horse ranch discover something wonderful and sinister in the skies above, while the owner of a adjacent theme park tries to profit from the mysterious uh, otherworldly phenomenon. All right, that is Google. Let's see what um, IMDb has to say. The residents of a lonely gulch in island, inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Written and directed by Jordan Peele, and this stars Daniel Kaluuya. Is that how you say his last yeah. name? You got it. A Kiki Palmer, a Brandon Piera, uh, Michael Wincott, uh, Glenn himself, Stephen Yun, and Wynn Schmidt, uh, Keith David, um, Devon Gray, and a bunch of other people. Um, Yes, Jordan Peele came back. Uh, this is his third film. Uh, Get Out being the first one. Awesome film. Us, awesome film for a second one. I believe... I had to drag you to go see Get Out, but... I yeah, that if, was, I don't remember if those made game. our list. Did they? <laughs> the Us did. Made mine. Uh, I think Get Out made your list, right? Mine? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking to whoever's else is in the room. Um, I, dude, I don't remember. Um, it might have. Uh, I can't. I don't remember if us did. I think it did. I, yeah. I don't think us made your list, but it made mine. It, I know it made yours. Uh, that's my favorite of the three. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, it was uh, rated R, two hours and ten minutes, and it felt like it. But before I dive into it, uh, what did you think of this one? Yeah, I wanted to go see this 
the day it came out, but that's also my truck day. And I was out at two. I was out at two. The film was at four. So I wasn't going to wait for two hours, like in the parking lot or just mess around town. So I did go home and I was a little tired after the truck. So I was like, ah, I'll just go first thing when I get out of work on Friday. So that's what I ended up doing. So it was uh, first show of the day uh, Friday here. And it looked like it was going to be private show. The films like the previews started and everything like that. And then right as the film was like going to start, like three people sat in like the row behind me. So it wasn't a completely private show, but it almost was uh, right behind you. Yeah, I was like, we got a whole theater here. You gotta sit right behind me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, they did that to me one time. I don't remember what I saw. Nobody was in there but me. I went and sat in the middle, and then they these uh, it was a couple came in. Yeah, right behind me. Yeah, they came up, walked up, and I looked at them, and I went, really. And then the girl went, uh, and the guy went, don't just sit down. I got up and I went and sat way up at the top. I was like, this whole theater, and it was one of the big theaters too. Right. The whole theater is empty and you sit right behind me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so man. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> A little odd, but we'll, we'll go with it. We'll roll with it. Um <laughs> Right, really quick, there was another time I can't remember what movie I saw. It was some horror movie. Oh, it was one of the Insidious movies. I think it was the last one, uh, the last key or something like that. But I was in the theater sitting there, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm being here scared by myself." And then this lady came walking in, and then she kind of was like looking around, and then she walked. I started walking up the stairs, and she stopped, and she went, "Um, excuse me, sir." And I went, "Yeah." She went, "You don't have to say yes." And I was like, uh, she goes, do you mind if I sit by you? She goes, I love horror movies, but I don't want to be scared. City by by. I was like, yeah, no, sure. Come on. Uh-huh. Inside, inside, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> now, I, now I, I, I don't want to be scared in front of her. But uh, she didn't sit. There was the bro seat uh, in between us. And um, right. we kind of just started talking. I can't remember her name is. And then. Oh, that's sweet. So. Yeah, we both jumped at at the jump season and everything. And when the movie was over, she was like, "Oh, thank you so much. I was, I was glad that you were in here. I didn't want to sit in here by myself." <laughs> right? she, goes, but, she goes, "But I've seen all the other movies, and I couldn't wait to see this. And then nobody wanted to come with me. So, oh, right on. Nice. Well, it worked out good for both of us. But anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Um, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was really good. I liked everybody that was in it. I love Kiki Palmer." Uh, Glenn, he's good every time we see him. Keith David, the legendary Keith David, awesome guy. I met him in Texas one time. Um, but the guy that I loved in this film was Angel Torres, the guy that worked at uh, Fry's Electronics, uh, Brandon P- Pera, Piera, or whatever his name was. <laughs> he was awesome in it. As well as uh, Michael Wincott. I wish his part was a little bit bigger in it, but he's he's been in a ton of good films. Yeah. But um, – I loved what was going on. I liked the the mystery of it all. Uh, I knew it was going to be a sci-fi thing. We always say this. They put way too much in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I was like, really? I mean, why? 
It, it was all right what they showed in in the sky where we kind of had to figure out, all right this is some kind of uh alien type of thing um i didn't really dive into the uh, the meaning of a lot of the stuff there was a video that i started but i need to sit there and pay attention i couldn't watch it when my grandsons were running around but there is these guys that take these movies and really really analyze it there, there was some stuff that I, that i did hear uh, that I was like, oh, okay, I understood what was going on. There is more meaning to this story. But then again, this is just right. his opinion. Uh, we never really know. But I do like these people to sit there and really, really analyze the movie. I'm like, how the hell sure. do you analyze a movie that much by seeing it once? It's, right. I know there's, there is films that I've analyzed like that and picked up a lot of stuff. But um, like us, I got a lot of those little Easter eggs that they threw in that in that film which i loved um Love. but this one it was good we need to rewind us i haven't seen that movie in a while um it was good i loved the first half of the film it was kind of the stuff that was going on in the end that i was kind of like hey really but i'm, I'm gonna right now it's on the it's on the border yeah i'll put it in i'll put it in the 10 spot it, I mean, yeah. it'll be like the 10.5 spot of my 10th film. So it's it's on the edge. It could push that other film off or it could be just roll down to an honorable mention. So it's it's hanging on onto that that 10 spot. It kind of moved over that other film. I won't tell you what it is, but um, I need to see it again. Uh, Renee wants to see it, but yeah. I think she's going to she's gonna go see it with Eric. Um. I liked uh, there was oh man I don't want to spoil it really um go over to the horror returns I wasn't on the episode but they uh, they broke the film down and spoiled it and everything but um there was there was something that happened in the film that starts off right in the beginning there's also like a Bible verse in the beginning that this video that I was watching the guy was explaining that Bible verse and uh, I'm not a Bible reader so I, I I couldn't even tell you Mike could probably tell you when he sees it but. Uh, shout out to Mike. Uh, he got the vid, and yeah, he's just about over it though, as well as my brother and my oldest son Mark. I think they got over it now. But um, I was, I loved what was going on. It did have the feeling of uh, M Night Shyamalan's film Signs. At I, I one part of the film, which that was probably my favorite part of the film, um, I, that was I jumped and. I laughed <laughs> during that scene, but it, yep, it was good. Yep. Um, but so good. with that, with that being said, like, I don't, I don't want to spoil the ending for you guys. This movie's brand new. Go see it for yourself uh, if you love Jordan Peele's films. Uh, I yeah. loved the cinematography. I loved yep. the score. Uh, the effects were awesome. Nothing looked cheesy, and just the whole dread of what was going on. I really loved because I really felt. Uh, their pain on what was happening. And I like these type of films when weird phenomenon stuff happens and, and you, you don't know why. But as the film goes on, we figure we find out why. But I, I like that. It kind of had right. that Stephen King type of Alfred Hitchcock oh, vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just the ending. That's why I need to see it again, everyone. I was kind of like, yeah. I was a little tired, but I just I want to see it again. To change my mind. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, yeah. That, that other, than, I'm not saying don't see it. I I thought it was an awesome film, 
But I just got questions, uh, if anything, uh, regarding this film. So if, if you guys want go see it, uh, come up with your own uh, thoughts on, on the film. Um, but if I had to put these film, his three films in order, Get Out 1, Us is 2, and this is number three. But then he's only got three films. So, but right. yeah, that was yeah, that, that's my me, take on the whole film. Right. For me, it would be obviously Us 1, Get Out, then Nope. That being said, I did really enjoy this film. I agree with everything you just said about the cinematography is awesome. The sound score is awesome. There's a lot of talk right now about uh, how he's our modern Hitchcock. And this one, I think even more than the other two kind of like point that out. There is a lot of subtlety in this film. And I think there is a lot to dive in and dig into. Like you said, uh, you watched that a little bit of that video where they're digging into the meanings of things. I think there's a lot of like layers to this film. And that's what I actually appreciate about it the most. And what I do enjoy about it the most. And I feel like it was like, I had my initial thoughts, but it's the kind of movie and, you know, this happens every once in a while where the actually the more you sit with it and the more you think about it, the more I like come to like it, enjoy it. Do you want to see it again? I was saying I'm going to get the Blu-ray when it comes out. Definitely. Um, but yeah, and he just I said this too. I texted you when uh, I, I the movie finished that like. For me, there's like a few directors out there, uh, Wes Anderson, of course, Ryan Johnson, who I celebrate and doesn't matter what they do. I'm going to be there to see it. And I think Jordan Peele has got to be on that list, too. Um, probably was that already coming into this one. And it just solidified it even further for me. You know, uh, he's an amazing director and writer because he really thinks about what he wants to write down in his story, what he wants to, as a director, what he wants to show us and everything. I would like to see a lot of these outtakes and director's cuts of the of the three films that he has. Uh, at some right. point, there'll probably be a box set of everything that he's done. But uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the tomato meter gave it 83%. The audience score was 71 Um it says right here the budget was sixty-eight million, and, and as of now, it said it only boxed off as forty-four million. But um, where did I see? I saw something else. It said that it made. Um, I know it won the weekend. I yeah. do know that. Um, did you see? Also, he dropped the intro for the show within the film. There's a show within the film and he released um, the like opening credits of that TV show. No, I haven't seen that. Um, yeah. yeah, it only, I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. It said it only made 44 million. It didn't even okay. make its budget back. But I mean, this is only the first weekend. Um, I thought it would have just killed the, the first weekend. Um, I mean, for, not to say forty-four million is is not a lot of money, but it didn't even make its its uh, budget back. I mean, geez, Top Gun is still making uh, ten million. Uh, the total right now for yeah, Maverick it is the top, it entered the all-time top ten. Six hundred thirty-five point six million dollars is what it's made so far. Yeah. Yeah, Elvis is still cranking. I made six uh, six point three million. Um, but. 
I, geez, Jurassic uh, World made three million this weekend, but I gave it a splat. I liked it, everyone. If you if you heard our review on it, <laughs> we we enjoyed it. Um, will it make my list? Probably not. But it was it was still worth a, a movie to go see on the big screen. But hmm, this kind of shocks me on how. It didn't make uh, that much money. Okay, because I said Get Out was a slow yeah, burn. Yeah, it'll be fun. Get Out was a slow burn because that was his first film. Everyone was like, what? He's making a... It was more shock, if anything, as well as me, too, when they went, Jordan Peele's making a horror movie? It wasn't a horror movie. Um, but it was good movie. No, they aren't. <laughs> yeah, none of them are. That's the thing. Um, I wouldn't say so. And, you know, I. it's funny. I was talking to Jade about it, and I said, I'm going to go to the classic Nez line of they said it's horror, but these aren't horror. <laughs> it just is what it is. It's funny. I'm looking at a poster right now. Get out. It came out March 17th. I don't think you took me to see it until the summer. So it did really have a run. I don't think yeah. we went like the summer. By the, I, yeah, saw it it that, March. I saw it that weekend. It came out and then we saw it like much later. Um, yeah, like months later. <laughs> yeah, because I had to drag you to see that because you're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I think I was it was like, like yeah. June or July. Yeah, I was like, no, man, you have to see this film. So I was then, like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia's got it down as science fiction horror film. Yeah, all right. Uh, IMDb's got it as horror, mystery, sci-fi. I would be more hist- uh, more of a mystery, thriller, sci-fi type of film. I mean, there was a couple of things that made you jump, but it wasn't uh, anything. The, there is graphic violence in this there is blood and, and there, there is some strong violence in this uh film so if you don't like that um who knows just maybe wait uh but yeah there's um a tv show within the film in this i that i, I kind of need to look into more on what um that was about because it, it deals with an, a different character not our main characters in the film on something that tragic happened to him uh, as a young actor. So, but I did like that. I kind of wanted more. I want to see that movie, but um, I, I, yeah, I well, they, like I said, he released, he just today, like on social Jordan Peele released the, uh, the, the opening, they, they shot like a, a title sequence, like an opening credits for that show, which I guess of all things was inspired by Dunstan checks in. I don't know if you know what that is. (laughs) Okay, here it is. Gordy's home. For those of you who have no idea what it is. There's this little chimpanzee. It's like a little, probably one of those TGIF Friday films. Um, oh yeah, it, that's that's the film. It's dealing with a uh, looks like a scientist and an astronaut mom and the kids, and uh, they have a um, looks like they adopt the kids because uh, there's an Asian boy, a white girl, and I think the other kid was Mexican. But um, yeah, if you follow Jordan Peele on his Twitter account, that's where I'm watching it. It's showing the intro to the show. So, but. It was just one of those is monkeys uh, living with this family or monkey chimpanzee. I don't, I don't want people yelling at me about it. Um, at first, I thought it was a a real chimp chimpanzee. It was CGI. CG. But, yeah. But with that being said, looks good. 
It did. Yeah, it looked good. It it didn't look. Uh, the only time it looked not bad, but to where you realize it was CGI is when it kind of got close to the camera. And then I was like, right. oh, OK. But the, yeah, there's there's more to that story. We, we won't get into it. But um, overall, I think we can both agree that it is it's a yes. film worth seeing. If you love I Jordan agree. Peele and you didn't make it out to see uh, this film yet, definitely go see this on the theater and on the big screen, because there is a lot of wide shots on uh, the stuff that's oh, going yeah. on, with, especially with the, the whatever's in the air. Um, I, I liked all that. Um, and I may, I think of what really did stands out to me the most was the cinematography on how what they did oh, yeah. so to good. film this film. I, I thought it was amazing Looks great. on what they did. Yeah. yeah, so I think this is definitely something worth seeing uh, on the big on the big screen. Again, I want to go see it one more time and then decide if it's going to be in my list but um awesome film i was just kind of a little iffy on what happens at the end so that's why i want to go see it again but um i'm still giving it a thumbs up i thought it was an awesome film oh, yeah so. same here possible into your top 10 um i sent you before the film came out they had a fashion drop it was like high end though pricey 60 dollars t-shirts and a hundred dollar sweatshirt, but uh, it would have been cool to get the sweatshirt because it was uh, in the style of uh, Daniel Kaluuya's uh, the Scorpion King hoodie that he wears in the film. I thought that was interesting. So. There, there's the, yeah, there's something that 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 has to. T- I didn't see Scorpion King. I saw that. You first didn't see one. Scorpion King? No, I saw the Mummy That's, Scorpion King. What? I didn't. I didn't see the rocks standalone. Scorpion King. You didn't film. see the Scorpion King. This is mind blowing. It looks. You gotta see the Scorpion King. It looks stupid. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was it was the beginning stages of Rock's acting career, and I love the Rock. Um, I can smell well, what he's cooking. Um, but the he is mummy the Scorpion champ. King is some of the worst effects I've uh, ever seen. That's what that made me not want to go see it. Effects. Yeah. It was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was it's not good. Unbelievably bad. I remember seeing that on the big screen for the first time. I think I actually, of all places, saw that at the drive-in there in Sparks. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, what the hell? Like, it was like all of a sudden a cartoon, like a bad cartoon. It looked so bad. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, I just had to pull it up. Yeah, it... Uh... The Brandon Fraser and the mummy guy fighting and out comes uh, rock CGI Scorpion King. It looks terrible. So bad. It does not look good. That was the main reason it made me not want to go see uh, his own standalone film. Because it doesn't look like that. He doesn't look like that movie. It's just him. It, no, you it, gotta see it. It's worth seeing. Uh, <laughs> it's worth seeing. I don't know. I mean, because I remember leaving the theater after this one, and this was what the third one. No, that was the second one. Oh, they did a the third one, one with uh, Jet Li, the like Dragon King or oh, something. Okay, I didn't. I didn't see that. The only thing I saw that is the little statues they did at Comic Con that one year. But uh, yeah, this this looks terrible. What was that one? Tomb of the Dragon Emperor with uh, Brendan Jetley. The weird thing in that one 
was that they recast uh, Evie. Mary, uh, Maria Bello plays uh, Evie, of which Rachel Weiss played Evie in The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. So that was that was one of those like, did you really need to make this? You couldn't even get the same person back, like. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was the the Mummy Returns. I liked the the beginning uh, on what was going on, but ah. I do like the Mummy Returns though. That's the thing. It, it was a terrible effect, but. Uh, I, I do like that movie. I, I actually I do like the first two mummy movies. The Dragon Emperor was eh. Scorpion King is okay. Damn, it's not streaming anywhere. I was gonna say you gotta see it. So that was two thousand two. Scorpion King. It's just called the Scorpion King, right? Yeah. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan's in it. Yeah. Besides Scorpion him. King two, Rise of a Warrior. Yeah, but it's not. It's not him. It's not Rock. Scorpion it's King. Like, that Book was of a, Souls. That was a. It started to go straight to DVD type. The, the Scorpion. Scorpion the Scorpion King Three: Battle for yep. Redemption. Scorpion King Four: <laughs> yep. Quest for Power. <laughs> I don't know, guys. <laughs> See, yeah, I don't want to fall down one. a Scorpion King hole because then it's gonna make me want to watch the next. <laughs> Four movies after. Oh. No, you got to see Scorpion. Scorpion King, King was 2002. Uh, yeah. 2007 was part two. Uh, Scorpion, Scorpion yeah. King 3 was 2011, and the fourth one was 2015. And whatever, the Scorpion King Book of Souls came out 2018. Straight to DVD. Straight to uh, DVD. I don't know. Well, <laughs> who knows? Gas station. I ain't buying it, man. Let me try. Let me try uh, Tubi or whatever that hell that one. Um, oh, I see here on. They're pretty good usually on IMDb. It's, yeah, it tells you where. You, I'm not renting. I ain't paying three ninety nine for this. <laughs> uh, I'll just find it, and uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you gotta see the Scorpion King. Yeah, anyway, but yeah, nope. I say go see this in a the theater because uh, I, I enjoyed the film. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As far as, mo- far as movies, that is it. Um, I know I had a couple other ones I wanted to get in, but I didn't. Oh, wait, I got one one uh, documentary uh, really quick sure. um, before I dive into uh, everything else uh it was a a new documentary that came out i knew i had something else it's a a shutter exclusive and this is the documentary on the sickest band uh, in the world and that is this this uh, is called this is guar the true story of the sickest band in the world uh directed by scott barber uh, just came out uh, the other day. The powerful story of the most iconic heavy metal art collective monster band in the universe as told by the humans who have fought to keep it alive for over 30 years. Damn, it's a long time. 
the feature document the feature documentary includes interviews and members of Gore, both past and present, as well as other artists, including Weird Al Yankovic, Thomas Lennon, Alex Winter, Bam Margera, Ethan Embry, also including never before seen footage of legendary Gwar frontman Dave Brocky. Rest in peace. Shutter exclusive. All right. Uh this was awesome. Oh, my God. If if you don't even know who Guar is, I suggest you stop what you're doing right now and just go type in, uh, watch Guar live, not their music videos, and see the magic and the awesomeness <laughs> that is Guar. Brings you back uh, to Comic-Con, right? Yeah, I've been a fan <laughs> since the first album, Hello, um, and then Scum Dogs in the Universe is when they really, really took off, and that was in 90, I believe. Uh, this this documentary was was amazing. There was a lot of stuff that I knew uh, about what happened in, in in their in their history, but I was all juiced and ready. I'm gonna go see Guar um, in o- October. They're playing at the um, AfterShock uh, Festival on one of the days that I'm gonna be there. And um, Eric's going with me. He's never seen Guar. Uh, I took my son Mark to go see him. He thought it was awesome. We came out uh, all bloody and everything. I didn't realize how many uh, members were in this band. There was a bunch of guys that that came and left, came back, left. And I know there was one guy that passed away other than than Dave Brocky, uh, Orderus Urungus. Uh, He was from the very beginning until he had passed. and there, there was a ton of dudes in this, in this film, or in this, um, in this band. The first band, Hello, came out. It's H E L L dash O, came out in '88. And then Scum Dogs of the Universe, uh, which is probably my favorite album, came out in '90. Uh, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen albums uh, when they first started the band. Um, Gum Dogs is my favorite. Uh, America Must Be Destroyed is probably my second favorite. I've seen them just about on every tour. Um, I did see your uh, your odorous youngest on his very very last his last tour. Um, I got to uh, finally meet them all, and uh, I got uh, my tour my tour program signed uh, by all of them. And uh, the thing that was sucks is we didn't get to take pictures when we were in there uh, when we got to meet them all, but. I've seen them many times in the really, really small venues. I've seen them in giant venues. This will be the first time I see them at a big festival. Uh, I got to go see them at Comic-Con one year. Uh, was shout that out to uh, House of Blues? No, it was at some other place. Um, it was kind of off uh, a few blocks over from whatever that gas lamp street is on. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Brother Tommy. We uh, we went. It was right after we went and seen... Um, District nine, so whatever year that was. Right. Uh, I didn't. I yeah. was sleeping under the table. I don't know if you remember that when you guys got back, I was set up under like one of the tables. I was all just all. I had to shower up because I had that blood and blue ink or whatever it was all over me. That mm-hmm. ruined my. Uh, um, what was that shirt we were wearing? 
Oh, the 30 Rock. The 30 yeah, Rock the 30 Rock Post. Which is that, yeah, still that. active to today. <laughs> they ruined that shirt. It just, just, just destroyed it. <laughs> but uh, Tommy, he, he soldiered through it all. But when the blood and everything started, he moved to the back and kept the party going in the back, drinking all that, uh, <laughs> that import Japanese beer. Uh, we went to, <laughs> it was a party for some video game. I can't even remember the name of the video game. It was... Uh, Jack Black did the voice for the main character in it. And I remember Odorous Yorongos was talking hella shit. Uh, Jack Black ain't even here. What kind of shit? This is his party. And ah, he was going off and everything. But uh, if you have been uh, a fan of Guar and you've witnessed what is Guar, it is, it's an awesome, awesome spectacle. I mean, even if you just don't really dig the music, to go and see what they do live on stage is amazing. It sucks when they play smaller venues, uh, like the last time I saw them, because they can only bring out so much. Uh, I've seen them on a, a big stage at the Warfield in San Francisco where they brought everything out. Gorgor and all, the big giant dinosaur, and all this all this stuff, and they kill everybody. All these people are like, oh, because uh, when, there's the last one I saw, that was when um, that one idiot was president, uh, Trump. Uh, they brought him out on stage and killed him, and everyone flipped. Oh, why? Why are you guys picking on Trump? Uh, I had to get on, on, get into it with some fools online. I said, "Fuck you." I said, "If you don't know who Guar is, don't bitch and complain." Every time I've seen them since '88, they've brought out whoever was president at the time. I seen Clinton. I seen both uh, Senior and G Dub. Uh, the Bushes. I've seen um, Hillary. I don't know how many times. Uh, even uh, what's her name? Uh, Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore. I've seen them kill her. I've seen them uh, chop off Obama's head. Uh, every every president got their head cut off or had their stomachs ripped open. Uh, when I saw that when Trump was was president, they tore off. Uh, he came out all fat and he was giving another little speech, and then they like punched him in the head. Then they like tore off his uh his chest before they cut his head off <laughs> everything and blood squirted everywhere so they nobody is safe uh i've even seen a team yeah. when when um uh donnie Wahlberg from the new kids on the block he even got it <laughs> they, uh, they were playing a song and then the music stopped and then one of the i think it was uh right stuff came over the the loudspeaker and then he came running out dancing and singing everybody was like what they knocked him in the head. They brought out this big, giant meat grinder. And then they threw him in it and started grinding it. And all the blood was shooting all over the place. It's crazy on what they do. And the awesome thing that I, that I loved in this documentary, they make everything. They make their outfits. Their, since the beginning, they make all the stuff that they're, they're destroying on stage, the, the swords, the hammers, the, everything they make. Um, it started off with, uh, um, what was that guy, that guy Hunter, I think that was his name. He, um, he was an artist, uh, Dave Brocky had his band and then he kind of hooked up with him and they all started, they all started in Virginia, I believe. And they just started making things. And, um, one guy, uh, Brocky was like, he had his band, like, uh, Sick Pig or something. I can't remember the name of that band he had. They they sound pretty raw. Look up their demos. Um, and they kind of go like, hey, man, um, the, the guy, the Hunter guy, he was trying to make this uh, sci-fi movie called Scum Dogs of the Universe. 
and he uh, he just got all his friends, Dave and all them, to uh, to be in this film uh, that he was making. And then they're like, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's test it out. We'll we'll wear all this stuff and play uh, on stage." And they were like, "All right." So they kind of made up everybody, uh, all the all the members of everyone. There's uh, Odorous Youngers at the time. You got Ballsack, the Jaws of Death. You got Jismack, the Gusha. Uh, Sawborg, Destructo, Platus Maximus, uh, Bone Snapper, uh, Bolthar, that's the new uh, singer. He he used to be Beefcake the Mighty. He was the, the bass player back in the 80s. Um, and you got Sleazy P. Martini, their, their, um, their, uh, their manager, and uh, what's her name? Slimantra. Uh, Slim, I can never pronounce her name right. Um, uh, Slimantra Heyman. Uh, Daniel Stampy, shout out to her. Uh, she's uh, basically a bar woman. And there was just so many. Hunter Jackson, that was a guy. He, he played a techno destructo. Um, they just made all this stuff for him. I mean, just by hand, the sculpts and everything, and put all the gear on and everything. And then they just started writing all these crazy outlandish songs. Um, their songs, if you listen to the music, if you, even if you just don't like uh, metal music, if you read their lyrics on what they do, a lot of it is sick and disgusting, but there, a lot of their stuff is as what was going on like in, in the 80s, what was going on in the 90s, what was going on in the 2000s, yeah, a lot of stuff like this. So some people were saying it was kind of like political metal or everything, but I mean, Guar went after everybody. And, and everything, because I mean, a lot of the stuff was was, was awesome. Um, I don't have every album, but I know all the pretty much all the songs that, that they've they've put out. And every time I've seen, geez, I've seen this band. I don't know, like maybe close to fifty times uh, that I've seen them. I've seen them like multiple times on each tour, and I, I whenever War comes close, man, I, I go and see it. Um, the last time they came through when they went to Reno and they played at uh, whatever brew house it is. It used to be a knitting factory on uh, Virginia. But it was that that place sucks. It's too small. It's too small for Guar, but it was still good to see them. Um, but this this documentary goes into their whole history and it and it goes into all the the inner turmoil that was going on within the band and why some of the, the band members left and it goes into not really that much into the death of Dave Brocky as well as um, I think his name was he's one of the guitar players. Um, God damn it, I can't remember his name, but he ended up uh, passing away on tour. Uh, he went he went to sleep in his bunk and then never woke up, and uh, that that was sad on what was what was going on. Uh, in that band and the whole thing with uh, Dave Rocky when he had passed, I, th- I think they want to say uh, drugs uh, was a part of was the deal of it. But um, uh, he was only 50 uh, and he passed uh, back in 2014. Uh, Richmond, Virginia is where they were all living and uh, they found him it says the cause of death was later confirmed to be a heroin overdose. Uh, Rocky's death uh, left the band without any of uh, any of its founding members. Um from what I understand, being a rock star and carrying all that stuff on your body for years and decades, um, it takes its toll on you because he was complaining of, of back issues. And, uh, and it was probably because of all the stuff he was wearing and how uh, physical he gets on stage 
I mean, they're not just up there in their in their outfits. They're up there, up there doing. Other than the the, the musicians that are playing, they got all their slaves that come out and all their characters uh, that come out and do all kinds of stuff. But uh, it, it was it was just sad on, on what was going on. And I was like, hell yeah, horns up and everything for it. And then when it got to the end, when they talk about the passing of the two members, I was like, oh, it just. I was sitting there in, in tears. I mean, this this was a part of my my uh, my teen years and when I first got into Guar and then up to I'm 50 years old now and I'm still listening to them, still going to their shows. Uh, like I said, I took my oldest son, Mark, and I'm about to take my youngest son uh, to go see it. I'm pretty damn sure I would have took Kyle to see it if he was still here with us. He's here in spirit. Love you, son, and I miss you. But I... I, I just I just can't get enough of this band. It, it's it's an amazing documentary. If you have Shutter or AMC Plus, definitely check this out if you're interested on, on, on what Guar is and who they are and what was going on. I thought it was an amazing amazing documentary. I definitely want to watch this again. Uh, I want Eric to go watch it before we go see them uh, in October. But it's it's an awesome film, definitely or awesome documentary. So definitely uh, check it out. <laughs> Excuse me. If you have Shutter or uh, AMC Plus, I'm looking at a picture here. There's a picture of them cutting up uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 an amazing thing, man. And like I said, if you got any chance you get to go see and witness what is Guar, go see it. It's definitely worth the price of admission. Um, and that was uh, Guar. The what did I call the the thing? What was it called? The the sickest band in the world. Oh, this is Guar. That's the name of the documentary. Again, Shutter or AMC Plus. Check it out. TV. That's all I got. All right. Uh, I'll make my way quickly through TV. I mainly want to ask if you've even heard of these projects, and uh, I think I got the perfect one to spin off of Guar. Uh, have you ever heard of the animated series Primal? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. It's from uh, Gendy Tarkovsky, the visionary creator behind the Emmy award-winning series Samurai Jack. Uh, the way I heard about this was I did a Samurai Jack photo, uh, all the pop characters I have, and I had a fellow collector uh, say, have you seen Primal? And I was like, no, I hadn't even heard about it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's uh, Tarkovsky's like, newest thing. And I was like... Okay, so I'll look into it. He didn't give me a little bit of a warning. And uh, in my opinion, I don't think he gave me enough of a warning. I'll read the rest of the description here. Um, it's a new tale that follows a caveman at the dawn of evolution as he forms an unlikely friendship with an almost extinct dinosaur. With suspense, heartbreak, excitement, love, fear, all without a single word of dialogue, the series is a painting come to life, relying solely on music and graphic imagery to tell the story of two unlikely allies as they navigate through the treacherous world. After bonding under unfortunate tragedies, they seem to become each other's only hope of survival against a common enemy. And yeah, like, it's just, it's understating it. You almost can't describe, like, I know you, you, you know, you were just describing obviously some of the Guar stuff and obviously some of the stuff you get into, it can pretty, pretty, uh, dark and graphic, but, uh, I definitely was taken aback because obviously, you know, I'm used to his work in, um, you know, the Clone Wars, obviously Samurai Jack, huge for me, but this is like another level here. Like I was, it's very stunning. Like what they like do right off the bat as far as like story wise, like how, uh, 
kind of graphic and disturbing it is right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've seen worse, but uh, the thing that obviously I can appreciate about it and like about it is I really do like Tarkovsky's style and the fact like I, some of my favorite stuff in Samurai Jack was when it was just the imagery and the sound effects and the score, the music, and that's like completely what this relies upon, you know? What is this on? It's on uh, HBO Max. The second season just started, of which there's two episodes up. Uh, the whole first season is up. It came out 2019. And yeah, it's called Primal. And yeah, like, I, in my opinion, like I said, like, you know, maybe not for you. I know, you know, definitely if like, you're not ready, um, it a hundred percent obviously is not for kids. And it's like shockingly graphic. <laughs> hmm. I'll have to check it out then. That sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend it. And, um, yeah, it's a step up in the, um, uh, the violence compared to uh, Samurai Jack, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Primal on uh, HBO. Um, speaking of, I guess I might as well talk about two other uh, shows there. Interestingly, uh, hip-hop related shows, uh, I guess these both just dropped. They're the, kind of the newest things showing uh, when you open HBO Max, uh, the first one from uh, the creator of uh, Insecure, Issa Rae, her new show, uh, Rap-ish, a female rap group from outside Miami trying to make it in the music industry. Um, uh, actresses, I'm not familiar with their work, Najee, Brianna, Anna. Metzevaseva, Victoria Richards, like I said, uh, created by Issa Rae. Uh, it's eight episodes. The first two episodes are out. I watched the first episode, and it definitely feels like this is for a younger crowd. Like, the whole thing feels like um, clear quality streaming YouTube live. Like, that's, like, kind of the vibe I get through this this whole thing <laughs> is it's a lot of that. So, um, seems kind of built towards a younger audience. That being said, there's a few parts where, um, the main character, she does drop, uh, lyrics and they're pretty good. It's interesting from the, also the fact like she's aspiring young female rap artist, but she is all about the lyrics and like, she's dealing with this world where it's all about like the images and, you know, the you know <laughs> just it's more like that and it's it's interesting like her talking about and dealing with that so um my guess is uh yeah you, i this wouldn't be something you'd be too interested in did you even hear about this yeah every time i opened up hbo max it was there i just didn't didn't dive into it will i like it yeah is it worth my time no i'd say probably not <laughs> but the other one they dropped, uh, Almost Fly, uh, this is, uh, while the social upheaval in 1990 can be felt across the country, 
Three school friends are confronted with the realities of West German province and the dream of greater things as they suddenly discover hip hop, their entire life changes. This one was pretty cool. Um, it was originally filmed in German, but I do got to say the dub was pretty good. Uh, if you do want to hear it in original German and watch it in subtitles, that is an option. But I thought the dub was actually rather good. Um, I'd already know uh, your preference. Uh, so if you do check it out, you I, I imagine you're going to do it in the the German. But the, the English dub, not bad. Um, I was really impressed with this one. I've, I've only watched two of the uh, six episodes. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess all, they're all up because, yeah, it looks like May 30th, 2022 was when the last one, I guess, aired. But uh, what I loved about this was just that early 90s vibe it was funny you have these two hip-hop shows you've got this modern one rap-ish and then almost fly this throwback this is definitely uh, more fitting of our era and um, it's coming of age these kids like i say they finally uh it's like the year after the berlin wall came down in, in germany so yeah things real different but like for example one of the things like uh, they hear this dj they tune into the radio to hear him and he says, make sure uh, you watch uh, Yo! MTV Raps tonight. And uh, obviously, I talked about that in a recent episode, uh, how they got those up on Paramount Plus. And that was uh, cool to throw back. And it was kind of funny because with that also, you had the new Yo! MTV Raps, which I didn't dig really at all. And then I watched these classic <laughs> episodes, and I'm loving it. I'm loving the classics. And that's, it's, it's almost exactly what happened here. You've got Rapish, the new show, and I'm like, eh. And then you got this throwback, and I'm like, this is awesome. Um, one thing really interesting, too, right when you press play on the first episode, it says that, uh, like, warning, this has, like, racially insensitive stuff. But what you have to remember is that was the reality of things. That's how it was in the, in the place we're telling this story. In 1990 Germany, there was um, racial prejudice so they thought that it would be more of an injustice to pretend like people weren't like that or that didn't happen. So I thought that was actually pretty cool for them to put in the title sequence, you know. I always say that. I mean, especially when things happen back at different times, everybody. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I recommend checking this out. It is slow in two parts. Like I said, I'm only two episodes in of the the one of the uh, six episodes, but uh yeah, I was I was loving it. <laughs> yeah, that's almost sly. Also on HBO. Alrighty. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, I sent you a little clip of this. I had heard the buzz for a while because now there's uh, three full seasons on Netflix. The first one dropped 2019. The second one dropped uh, 2021, and. The third season just dropped recently, 2022, and this is Love, Death, and Robots, a collection of animated shorts that span various genres, including science fiction, fantasy, horror, and comedy. It's a five-time Emmy-winning anthology series, uh, unlike anything else, uh, created by Tim Miller with David Fincher. 
It brings together a global team of directors and animation studios to push and expand the medium. 18 shorts and all. Uh, has something for everyone. Uh, the ones I watched were uh, the three robots episode from season one, and then the three episodes or three robots they brought them back again for uh, season three. So I wanted to see that. And then um, there's another one. I guess it was season one. I'm trying to find it. Uh, Oh, Beyond the Aquila Rift. And uh, that one was really interesting. That one did have a touch of a horror element to it also. Um, I know I, I told you about this the other night, but uh, since then, have you got a chance to dig into it at all? No, I haven't. Yeah, I would recommend it. I think you'd really like it, especially... Uh, if you like, well, I don't think you, you haven't got into Star Wars Visions, right? <laughs> nope, <laughs> not at all. Okay, so it's kind of that idea almost in that, like, that one was like all these animation studios come together and they do their own take on Star Wars. That's the kind of deal here, too. Like, it's just like telling like this either mostly sci-fi, sometimes horror, uh, comedy, thriller type stories, uh, love, death, and robots. And, uh yeah, it's cool. Uh, I understand why it's um, an Emmy winner just by seeing a couple of these, and uh, I'm going to dig into more. The animation in uh, Beyond the Aquila Rift, it, re it reminds me kind of of like really good uh, video game animation. It also kind of reminds me of uh, like the Final Fantasy, the recent like uh, Advent Children animation they did where it's like really – high level but it's like computer graphics yeah that one's described as after traveling light years off course a ship's crew struggles to discover how far they've come that one definitely gave you vibes of like you know classic uh sci-fi you know it happens all the time like somebody they 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 go in their little hyperbaric chambers and they get ready to go far into space and then something goes wrong and they, you know, they wake up from the, the thing, what the hell's going on? Like it's that kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, cool series. I definitely recommend, uh, digging into it. I think, uh, I think you'll, you'll especially enjoy it. What's this on again? Netflix, love, death and robots. <sighs> Who was telling me about that? Someone else was telling me. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, I sent you that clip too. Hella funny where it was like, uh, they're like, you mean humans had all they needed to like save the planet? Instead, they like put it in these rockets to go find like a new planet. And the one is like, yes, they chose greed and ego and hubris over. And then another robot is like, shut up. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of, I should relay that into another one I'm going to briefly mention here in a second. Um, I guess, yeah, it's uh, actually a perfect uh, segue for that. Um, have you heard about uh, Mind Over Murder, the documentary series on HBO? Heard it, heard it, heard of it, and I've seen the little thumbnail, but I haven't watched it. 
It chronicles the bizarre and psychologically complex story of six individuals who convicted of the 1985 murder of a beloved 68-year-old grandmother in Beatrice, Nebraska. And that's what's interesting, too, uh, watching this is a really weird side note. Uh, Beatrice is how you say it. Uh, just looking at it, it looks like uh, Beatrice. <laughs> but they keep saying it, Beatrice. That's, I guess, how it's properly said in Nebraska. <laughs> but uh, this one had me like, oh, man, this is like kind of all you need to know about like the like the human condition and the way people like think. Like it reminded me of uh, how head shaking it was when I went to uh, – jury selection one time and one of the questions was like you know do you think uh like cops are capable of lying and i couldn't believe how many people thought that that was impossible they truly really thought that like no a cop can't lie that's not what they do and it's like i don't know it gets your mind spinning like that's like obviously i, I feel like that's probably the mindset a lot of these Right-wing people, a lot of fans of the former president that you saw at the uh, fair today. Like, it's just <laughs> this like twisted like mind state. Like, it's 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 crazy because basically uh, these people are accused of this crime, and by uh, this this cop basically kind of almost like interrogates them and, and this happens so many times this happens in all like i've seen so many documentaries and um stuff where this is the case there was that other famous uh, netflix one where it's like they get you in the interrogation room and they won't let you go like i know you did this you did this like say you did this this isn't going to end until you say you did this it's like that kind of thing but the thing is like it did involve like it was like six people so that is a lot, obviously, and it's like, how could six people, like, fall for that? And it's like, you see, like, the interrogation techniques, but it's crazy. All these years later, so, like, DNA, like, exonerates them. Like, they truly didn't do it. But it's crazy. Even with the DNA evidence, you still have people in the community who are like, oh, I stand by the sheriff. Like, he's right. Like, they did do it. Like, they wouldn't have said they did it if they didn't do it. And it's like, I don't know. It's just so like, <laughs> like that, <laughs> like almost understanding of humanity where people like are so stubborn to the fact they think like they really believe in their heart, in their mind that like police are incapable of lying. Like, like they are like superhuman or something like instead of like, realizing like that's what you would hope for a cop to do like they really really believe that like that is a thing like <laughs> a cop can't lie a cop can't <laughs> make things up <laughs> uh, apparently to some people <laughs> that's what they think i I've, I've said this before i'm not pulling out the soapbox but there was good and there was bad police officers be it men or women that, that's just that's just how it is. It's how it's been. If you ever hear my voice, even me before you were before I, we were born, it's gonna be there bef after we're gone. It's right. always gonna be that way. 
Don't ask yeah. me why. It's it's just the way the world turns, and we we gotta live with it. It's just hopefully you get to deal with a a good police officer. I've dealt with, I think I've dealt with more good police officers than I've dealt with bad, but I've dealt with my share of bad police officers, uh, yeah. mainly mainly men, um, yep. of all different. Uh, all different um, uh, colors, <laughs> be it white, black, brown, uh, Asian. Uh, yeah, I've dealt with all kinds. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know what makes them bad cops. I, I don't. I'm just, I, I don't know what to say. And some people don't don't think so. Uh, back to blue, back to like blue, and da 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 da. Training, like it's, it really seems to be at the base of it, and it's like, it goes back to even just a few years ago, like hearing, like I can't remember who it was, Chris Rock, maybe somebody, but it's like, you can't have a pilot who, like, oh, there's just bad apple pilots who occasionally fly into a mountain. Well, of course, you know, all the bad pilots would be dead, of course, but it's like, in no other like seemingly form of work. Do they like, oh, th- yeah, that mechanic, he's just a, a bad apple. Like, deal with it. Like, no, you don't keep that mechanic around. But it's like, policing is the one thing where it's like, oh, yeah, it's just a bad cop. Don't worry about him. He just does what he does. Who cares? It's like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's just, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. I mean... There's, there's whatever job you guys do or you go to, if you're going to school or whatever, there's good and there's bad people like me, man. There's good workers and there's bad workers. Um, I, I, I don't know what to tell everyone. It, it's hard. I mean, there's good presidents well, and there's no, bad presidents. In no other job do you get to keep your job when you're bad, you know? Uh, now that it goes into all, it's all into who you know. You could be one of these good old guys, good old boys, or whatever. And yeah, I mean, the, the police I've dealt with here in the town that I live in, everyone's that I've dealt with have been cool. And the the sheriff uh, officer that I know here locally, amazing young gentleman, awesome guy, hard worker, takes care of his family. Uh, I don't know about his buddies, uh, but I, I don't know. But again, everyone I've dealt with here uh, have been professional. No, no issues with anyone uh, since I've been living in this town since since '96. Couldn't go as far. I couldn't tell you about that the the people that live in this town, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's just how it is. Um, I don't know. I've dealt with shitty cops in Reno and Sparks, uh, all throughout the Bay Area as well, even in Arizona. Some tribal policemen in Arizona, um, but. I don't know. That's, that's just how it is. It sucks. They make plenty of movies yeah. about bad cops, everyone. <laughs> so Yeah. And well, like good said, cops as well. This one, in this one, it's more of just like this one. He, he interrogated these people to death to where it was like he forced them into this confession. And they shouldn't have done. They shouldn't have. <laughs> you shouldn't confess what you don't do. But it's like also that thing like you don't know until you're in that position it's all about like i just want this to be done and over so people say crazy stuff stuff they shouldn't and then yeah it costs them (laughs) innocent years in jail and whatnot uh the other interesting part of this uh mind over murder was of all things for some reason in this small town beatrice uh the local 
like play people have decided to make this case like a play, which is quite odd. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's such a, a dark <laughs> thing. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like, is there really interest in that? Are you really going to have an audience for that <laughs> in your small town? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yeah, that was Mind Over Murder. That's on uh, HBO, one of their documentary series. I can't remember. If it's like four or five, six episodes, something like that. So it's quite long, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was definitely interesting. Um, what happened? Oh, why it happened? Yeah, watch those uh, those First Amendment auditors on YouTube. And all the stuff that they go through. Yeah, some of those guys are out there just looking looking for for footage, but the the ones that I watch, those guys are all pretty cool. I mean, they're just standing there filming, and people come up and get in their face, and then the police are called, and then the cops do the same thing. There's some guys that I watch that don't say anything; they just stand there and film. You can film in public if you're out in the public. There's there's no privacy in public, and all those people coming up to you, oh. You you can't use my image. I don't I don't give you my consent. If you're in public, they can film and they can take pictures of you. So just know that when you're out there. You may not like it, but that's, that's just as long the way as the it's world. not for profit. Then that's different. That's why they blur faces on like things like the Practical Jokers because that you gotta have consent for. That's like for, when when if it's when for you're profit. Doing something, yeah. When you're doing something, like these guys um, are just out there. I mean, don't don't walk up to a camera and say you don't want to be on film. You don't want to be on film. Right. Keep moving. But yeah, there's a lot of shit. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things that people get into it with it with the police and everything. But all right, what else you got? Real quick, real quick, a uh, little side note uh, as far as like this true crime goes. One of the things I sent you was uh, old uh, Dateline. I decided to get into from season twenty two, episode five. Uh, it just happened to deal with. Uh, some kids from Susanville. I sent you a little clip where it said where they were from and a little, little town in Northeast California. They've got two prisons and two movie theaters. (laughs) See, that's weird. I never, I was telling Renee about that case and she goes, I never heard of that. And I never heard of it either, but apparently daylight. Yeah. (laughs) So just a real quick on here, just to throw it down. So these kids, uh, they went out into, uh, like, I think the, the Plumas Valley, the uh, Albion, like Portola, where I used to deliver all. He, they went out to there. There was some lake out there. They went and they were trying to find some party. And instead, they found this guy's property. And on the little uh, screenshot, like, um, it, it, it just so happens, whatever it's. So he had a thing on his property warning you are entering the ROC. This is a restricted area. Only red blooded patriotic Christian Americans are authorized for access upon approval and verification of credentials by the commanding authority. The use of deadly force is authorized for use on those found in non-compliance with those above. Um, so they saw that. And they were young and dumb and they thought it was funny and they were like trying to take like his solar lamps off his property. They did it one night and, you know, they went to their party and then they came back another night and did it again. And this time the guy jumped in his truck, went after them. 
they were like trying like crazy like oh we're sorry we give up they put a t-shirt out the window we're waving the white flag all this instead he had like some you know semi-automatic assault rifle type thing and he unloaded on them and tore through the car uh, ended up killing one uh critically injuring another he survived and yeah he was one from susanville uh, that's why it would be interesting to see uh, if you check out the episode to see if you've ever seen him around town. <laughs> what was it? Oh. Who was who was involved in this? So yeah, like I said, some kids went out, and then yeah, the guy who uh, it was actually he lived in Reno. The guy who who chased him down in the shooting, it was just like his like summer cabin or something out there. And he had his kids in the house. And obviously that's part of his defense. Like, Oh, my wife was scared. My kids are scared. And like, they're coming around harassing us. And like, but yeah, I mean, he chased them down. He, they drove like eight miles. He wouldn't let up. And then they accidentally went down some dirt road. And then, yeah, that's where he nailed him. And like, when did this them. happen? Um, I think a while back, like 2011-12 time era. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's true crime, so it is what it is. It's not like I, this is like a fictional story where I need to save you from a spoiler. But, yeah, uh, he did, obviously, the guy who did the shooting, he was charged with murder. And uh, he was convicted. And it's like, dude, like... So dumb. Like I kind of get it. Like protect your family and whatnot, but like you killed these kids to be tough, and it was like now what? Now your kids don't have their dad. It's like you threw it away. Just <laughs> was this the case? It says one man dead in violent forest chase. Plumas County authorities say a man accused of shooting three people were allegedly stealing solar lawn decorations yes. from his, his Janesville home. Will likely That's face it. homicide charges after one of the shooting victims died Monday from wounds sustained in the incident. This happened, or the story was July 5th, July 5th of 2011. Right. Uh, yep, that's it. According to officials, Wellen Reed saw someone in a blue sedan fire a weapon, prompting him to return fire, hitting three of the six individuals. The car then left. What was that? They didn't have anything. He claims that they shot at him. They didn't have any weapons. They didn't shoot anything. He said they did, but he's that's obviously part of his defense. <laughs> As the car then left the roadway, causing minor injuries to the other three occupants. According to the Associated Press, Wallen Reed was arrested in suspicion of attempted murder, assault, and shooting into an occupied vehicle. Yep, and he was... Well, he just... Ugh. Yeah, everyone. I mean, don't just make up shit. Oh, they shot at me. Um, and there's no weapons or no... I mean, they come and they they run through these 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 crime scenes with a fine tooth comb, and to see yep. if they whatever you say, place. yeah, if you yep. can't find uh, shell casings or just any sign of someone shooting at you, I mean, if they were shooting at him, and there would have been yep, everything was from and, the gun. Everything was from the pursuer's uh, rifle, automatic rifle. <laughs> He had an automatic rifle? 
Yeah, he was unloading on them. <laughs> well, they're going to take you away for that anyway. Yep. All right. I'm all for the Second Amendment. Have as many as guns. Have as many guns as you want. You're in California. You, I don't, maybe in other states as well. I don't know all the law, all the gun laws. First of all, if you're in California where this happened, probably uh, not far from where I live, you can't have a fucking automatic weapon. <laughs> right. Oh man, automatic rifle. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Uh, so let's just say nobody got shot, nobody died. He was going down regardless. <laughs> so, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, for that. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, he wouldn't be doing the life sentence that he's doing now. No, he would have just been in jail for a little while and took his weapon away, paid a huge fine, and let him go. But yeah. if you can shoot at someone, if you, if you can shoot at somebody for whatever reason, it better be a pistol hunting rifle or whatever. Something that's not an automatic. Because automatic, you're automatically going down. So yeah. And you do I want one? Of course I do. Do I you need it? No. Do? He <laughs> shot he shot like warning shots first, which they the people in the car there in this dateline, they describe it like, oh my God, we heard the shooting. We were like, let's get the hell out of here. That you would have been good there. But then the fact like he, you know had to be the tough guy, jump in his truck and chase him down eight miles. <sighs> I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, the most interesting thing in that was like, I was like, whoa, Susanville. <laughs> so I had to send you that little clip. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, w- I was looking up stuff and I found something else about a story about a friend of ours that a police officer awesome awesome guy i was so sad when i heard the news that he was murdered by his wife and her lover whoa this guy was amazing he was he was a good officer Every time I saw him, I, I he was on my son. His son was on my son's, and I, I was one of the coaches at the time on his baseball team. Awesome little kid. He was cool. He was always at the games. Every time I saw him, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Or if you see me out on the street, he, he let me go a couple times. A couple times where I did the California stop. <laughs> if you California roll, for those of you that don't know, is when you roll to a stop sign. And don't stop, but keep going. But you slow down enough and then just keep on rolling. (laughs) You're not supposed to do that. I do it all the time. Uh, Not supposed Mm -hmm. to. So for you younger (laughs) listeners, follow the the rules of the road. Don't be an old bad driver like me. Anyway, he saw me a couple times. A couple times. He would turn on the, he would hit the siren. I'd look and he'd just kind of shake his hands out. I'd be like, oh man, but he'd, he'd let me go. Again, Awesome, awesome guy. And he was murdered. And it was fucking, it was just sad. I'm about to cry. On what happened. And when we, I remember going to the service and everybody was there and the, pretty much the whole town. But what always broke my heart is when I would see his son and his daughter. They were just little kids. Didn't have that much time with their father. And he was taken from them. 
Not by some fucking asshole. Well, she's a fucking asshole. She's a fucking bitch. And whatever that other fucking asshole is. But by his by their mother. There might be more to the story. I don't know. But she they planned this murder to kill him. They got text messages, everything on what they did they were gonna do. They laid their whole plan down on a text message. I was like I've seen enough movies. I'm not going to do anything stupid like this. I'm not going to murder anyone. Don't put fucking anything down on the phone. Don't call nobody. Watch Enemy of the Estate. Yeah. Don't put any. Don't fucking do any of that. Don't do. Don't kill people at all. Period. But if you're gonna, don't do fucking. That's that was their downfall. They go. That's the first thing they go to is your phone records. And if you got texts and you're laying out the plan. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, I'm a, now I'm on my soapbox. Those fucks right. with the January 6th bullshit. All the shit that went down there, you could, you could be for what happened or you hate it like I did. But I laughed at all as it was happening. Um, but the reason these fucks are going down, cell phones, emails, stupid Fucking social media posts. And then they're like, ah, we didn't trying to lie. All this technology shit is that you can't lie. Especially the people within the, the government. All those all the people that were in uh in the administration in uh Trump's administration. They went through all of that. And now they're they're paying for it. That's why a lot of these guys are talking. They don't want to go down. They're fucking blowing the whistle. Like, oh, pff, this is what happened. This is what I saw. This is what I was told. And da, 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 da. They don't want to go to prison. And they're fucking spilling the beans. All these right. fucks are going to go, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Yeah, you can plead the fifth. It is in the Constitution, and I'm, I stand by it, and I'm for it. But those are the ones that those guys are like, I didn't I didn't do it. But you're pleading and the fifth on all so this obvious. shit. They're going to. They're going to find something. So, yeah. and if you, I'm sure, obviously, these guys are fucking their phone records and they got to go through them all. They're going to find something. It doesn't matter if you plead the fifth or not. They're going to find something on your phone or whatever. And that's, that's it. It's a wrap for you. So, I don't know. It's just crazy. But yeah, that story about um, a friend of our family uh, when he was murdered, it was. It was fucking, it, it was just so sad. I mean, man, Robbie, brother, man, I love you, man. It's, I miss you. He was an awesome guy. I didn't know him too well, but I knew him well enough that he was an awesome dude. I remember I was out riding my bike, and I was at the end of my bike ride, and I was like, oh, I couldn't make it up this hill. Oh, I live on a hill. I couldn't make it up. He was cruising by. He went, you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm good. He goes, you need, we could throw your bike in the back, and I can give you a ride to the house. I was like, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'll just, I'm going to walk it up the hill. He goes, you sure? I mean, that's the kind of guy he was, man. He stopped and wanted to give me a hand. And every time I saw him, always a nice, firm handshake. Hey, man, how you doing? Da, 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 da. And uh, it's, it was just bullshit on how he got murdered. I mean, that, they did a whole, they did a whole story on, on one of these, these Dateline 2020 shows. I remember me and Renee watched it and I was fucking crying my eyes out. 
on that story. It was, it was just sad because I knew him. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, a lot a lot of these stories that are on the news and everything, they are sad. I mean, even, even if you don't know them. Because I remember I was talking to one of the cops up here uh, that knew him, and I said, yeah, man, I said, did you watch that thing? He was like, I couldn't watch it. He goes, we 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 lived it. He goes, I, I did not want to watch it. And I said, good, man, I'm glad you didn't. So, but, yeah, what was that show again? I'm sorry, everyone, we spun off another direction. Oh, yeah, um, the the doc on, uh, doc series on uh, HBO was Mind Over Murder, but then I started talking about uh, Dateline NBC. They've got a ton of seasons airing on Peacock. Uh, they've also got, like, a... They've got channels on Peacock, and one of them is like Dateline 24, where they just pick random episodes of Dateline, and they're on. Um, so that's kind of how I stumbled onto that one. Like I was like, oh, yeah, I don't remember this one. So you can actually see like what the episode number is and then just go find it yourself and watch it that way. So that's what I did for that episode of Dateline. But, yeah, a big Dateline head. Um they like I said last episode, they just did that uh, spinoff for just for Peacock the last day. Uh, interesting enough, but I felt like uh, I had seen a lot of the cases probably already before on regular Dateline. So, anyways, um, spin that into my next one though. Uh, DB Cooper, where are you? Um, the case that uh, I'll never get tired of hearing more about uh just two years ago we had that uh, hbo doc uh the mystery of db cooper now netflix has a four episode uh uh db cooper where are you following the 50-year quest to find cooper the man who hijacked a northwest airlines passenger to november 1971 and escaped with two hundred thousand dollars um just one episode in so far but what i like about this one uh, compared to other uh, series on this, documentaries on this, was this one uh, has like, it definitely has like a more of like a fun vibe to it. Like it's talking about like why people are so into this case, how like he uh, stuck it to the man, he didn't hurt any innocents. It kind of like harkens back to like, you know, uh, outlaws of the West who were romanticized, like, that's like kind of what D.B. Cooper has been for the last 50 years. Like, oh, he did it. He, he got away with it. He stuck it to the man and whatnot. And then the other thing I loved about this, this version, this documentary, this Netflix series, is they kept touching on how uh, a lot of these haven't done this, but it showed how like cultural it's been. Like it showed uh, that movie I love Without a Paddle. Uh, I was hyped. They even showed Loki how uh, Loki uh, was said to be D.B. Cooper in the Loki TV series. So, uh, yeah, I, I really oh, enjoyed right. that part of this series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heimdall. Did you see that movie? Better be ready. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I think I have, yeah. Um, they referenced that one, too. Um, let's see. Let's try to bring it up right now. Uh, the Pursuit of Davy Cooper, uh, 1981, yeah. Robert Duvall, Treat Williams. Yeah. You can watch it on yep. Tubi. Which is cool because that's only 10 years after uh, after it happened, you know? That's funny. Like, going back, when we at the posters. 
who says you can't take it with you? <laughs> I thought it was um a comedy. I didn't know it really really happened. <laughs> so. Yeah, and the thing is, this 2020 doc on HBO, they've got like real suspects, and now this Netflix series. Interestingly enough, it opens which with footage at the uh, San Diego San Diego docks right behind the convention center where they hold San Diego Comic Con that we you know we had our you know ten year plus run at I uh, can't wait to start going again but uh, it was interesting like they had some somebody there it was like 2013 or something they were at the gates and they were like yelling at this guy they're like. Like, we know it's you. Like, just admit it. You're D.V. Cooper. <laughs> so this guy who was, like, unloading his boat into uh, the San Diego Harbor. <laughs> Let's just say he is alive. I don't think he's going to be living in a big city. But how old could he be by now? So what? He was like, geez, what, 30 or 40 then? So yeah, that would make him, <laughs> what, 80, 90? You know? Yeah. He'd yeah. be in a retirement home somewhere. Yeah, in the 2020 doc on HBO, um, The Mystery of D.B. Cooper, that's really good too. They talked to some people, some suspected people, basically on their deathbed in that one like talking to them about why they are or aren't. And that's the interesting thing too. Like there just is so many suspects. Um, interestingly, like a year or two later after it, there was a guy that was caught that did a similar thing, but that guy's like been discounted, like that it wasn't him. Like the description is like way off for that guy. So, uh, that's like the funnest thing about this. Like it is, it's the only, uh, they said this too in the documentary. It's the only like, um, like aerial crime in the United States, as far as like the, the air commission, whatever the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, airport lingo, but like, Air Commission, is that right? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds right to me. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, the it's the only one they don't know. They've that's never been solved. It's the only case of uh, a, like airport hijacking where like they don't know who it was, where it went. They didn't find him. They didn't track him. They didn't get him. Like it's the only one. Ever, so that's like part of like the appeal and mystery too. And they they get into other like interesting things. That's why I like this Netflix documentary. How like now I can't even remember where it was. I'm gonna have to watch that part again to see. But there's like a a DB Cooper bar and like brewery where they have like all these different beers like named after uh, DB Cooper and like the event itself, jet fuel is one of the, <laughs> one of the beers. So, but yeah, it's fascinating. It's, this is, yeah, this is a case I never get tired of seeing if they have like a new documentary or new information on. 
Yeah, you have Tubi, don't you? Yeah. We should do a rewind and watch that movie. I haven't seen that movie in years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same here. I'd, I'd yeah. love to check it out again, especially yeah. now in with this new uh, Netflix doc. So. Yeah, watch that, that. Then we'll watch the movie, and then uh, we'll see how off the movie is. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they can only daily show you so much in, in a movie, but that's how I learned who D.B. Cooper was, was that movie. But at the time, I didn't know it was a true story. <laughs> So, right, right, right. Double feature right. with uh, the Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> um, next one real quick. Have you heard about the Peacock show Bust Down? I have not. Four casino employees in dead-end job in middle America attempt to find self-worth in their bad ideas. I've seen that this was on there for a while, and also I was telling you about that Dateline 24 channel. When I have that on, um, they break up the episode and, oh, you know, I don't like commercials, but like, it's not bad. Like they do a commercial break and they show like a peacock ad, like something that's streaming on there. That's how I found out like about Angeline and other stuff like that, uh, that streams on peacock. So uh, I don't mind it, especially just if I'm throwing on some random dateline. But, um, so I saw bust down first on there, but what made me want to check it out today was I saw a um, legendary member of the Roots, Quest Love. He was tweeting about it, saying, like, how have I never heard about this? Like, I somebody just told me about this. Like, this is crazy. Like, I work for Peacock. Like, and this is crazy. He said uh, he described it as it's basically like um, the black actor version of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And that was enough for me. Like, I was like, okay, fine. Now I got to check this out. So... Um, I get what he was saying after just watching the first one. Uh, it's obviously a different type of show, but I get it in that like nothing seems to be out of bounds on this show. It's interesting because it didn't air on like NBC. It's a Peacock original. So uh, like language is like whatever, like, you know, they can say and do whatever. Uh, it's interesting. Like the always sunny in Philly, um, comparison because the first episode of it's always sunny in philly was charlie got molested and in this first episode of bust down like these casino workers like the first thing this guy's like manager like grabs his crotch and then so he has to like confide in his friends like i think i just got molested so it's like the whole episode's like about that and there's this like throwback to uh, I think 97 Master P make him say uh and uh, I guess nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yep I guess he got molested but he always thought it was like awesome <laughs> even though basically he did like he was like watching that video and then like his like mom's friend like messed what with this him again? what is this it's called, again it's called bust down Four casino employees in a dead-end job in middle America attempt to find self-worth in their bad ideas. The stars Sam J., Langston Kerman, Jack Knight, Chris Redd. Um, the one interesting thing to me was uh, Freddie Gibbs, who I uh, a while back brought up on uh, the pod. And I had you listen to his Big Boss Rabbit track that I really liked last year. He's in it. <laughs> which is interesting. I think he's the 
uh, like one of the casino managers or he might be like human resources or something. But uh, that's interesting. I see at some point Nick Kroll's in it. He wasn't in that first episode I watched. But yeah, it's out there. Um, I say it's definitely worth a shot, especially, like I said, if you did like Always Sunny in Philly. And just to reiterate again, the reason I did watch it is because Questlove was uh, tweeting a bunch about it. Like, saying that, like, oh, I can't believe I never heard about this. I work for Peacock. <laughs> hmm. Chris Red, I like him. I'll have to check this out then. I'm looking at the IMDb. Yeah. Is the whole series up? Yep. It's only six episodes, so. All right. But, yeah, it looks like it's, like, like I said, the first episode's about... <laughs> being molested which like i said feel it feels completely like almost a shout out to always sunny in philly because that was always sunny in philly's first episode was charlie got molested was the name of the first episode ever of sunny so it does feel like a little bit of shout out there <laughs> before you guys get bent out of shape molest molestation isn't funny so but no is- no no it's a not, TV show. <laughs> this is like obviously sunny, and this is like dark, rude, crude humor, like offensive comedy. <laughs> so, Fredo stars in this. Said one episode. Didn't see him in the first episode. <laughs> uh, all right, well I'll check it out. I mean, I like all these guys that are in it. Yep. All right. I guess that leads me uh, to Big Brother. Hopefully you enjoyed our uh, pod where me and Nez talked a little about the live feeds. Uh, Hopefully we can get a chance to do that again soon because uh, since we last spoke, um, things have gone (laughs) crazy in the house. Um, I did talk about how uh, Taylor has become a viewer favorite because uh, sadly she's been treated the worst in the house. And sadly that, uh, hasn't stopped even yesterday um two of the other house guests nicole and daniel like kind of wrongly like got into like a fight with her yelling at her and um yeah it's 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 crazy because it's gonna be back for them on 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 the outside and what's crazy is seeing them on the live feeds like they know it and then even like when they get caught on the live feeds like it it cuts away from them because they talk about how like badly they're going to be received on the outside and it's like if you know that then why are you doing this but uh since then it's interesting it took only now we're in our third week in the house it took only 18 days but uh, one of the guys kyle who nez uh, scoped out uh, if you listen to our last coverage he saw that uh, Alyssa was flirting with him and he completely nailed that and it's become like a storyline on the show <laughs> Even though he's completely uh, like shutting it down, he's there for game. Um, he does like her, but he is there for game. She made a huge game mistake and revealed to him one of the hidden alliances that she's in. And he's taken that information and he's done something actually very rare in the game. A lot of times, the dominant alliance in the game will cruise and knock off the so called weaker players, the the players that are unaligned, the players that are struggling. But what Kyle's done is he's taken these other players and uh, it only took her 18 days, but finally, like alliances, real or not, 
like come and go so fast. I feel everybody feels so bad for Taylor. It took till 18 days. She finally got invited into Alliance and actually is kind of cool one. Um, the leftovers, uh, with Kyle, uh, and, uh, Taylor, uh, Michael, Brittany, Monty, Joseph, and the current head of household, uh, uh, Turner. So, uh, who's to say if it's to last that long or hold together, you never know with big brother alliances, but what is interesting is now this other side, which was in control last week, uh, with, uh, Alyssa and Jasmine and Daniel and Terrence and Indy um, and Amira, they're in for a little bit of a hurt. They're doing the duos twist, which just a second ago, uh, last week when, when the live feeds came back and we found out what happened, we were like, oh, great. Like, this is going to be so easy for them to get out Taylor. And it's like, that's boring but uh, with the formation of this new alliance things have flipped on their head uh, the current HOH is in power and tomorrow in the house he isn't going to nominate um, Nicole and her duo Taylor for nomination with Taylor being the easy out for the house he's going to blindside nominate uh, Terrence and Amira with Amira being the target and she most likely will go home the way they've talked it out uh, in this new alliance, the leftovers, uh, they have enough votes right there because with uh, Terrence and Amira on the block, those are two votes. They can't vote. So um, it looks like Amira is going to be blindsided and go home this Thursday, which is great TV. And that's what I want. I want things to shake up. I want things to go back and forth. Um, and I like that this, this this team is is risen up. Um, the guy that I've mentioned before, former house guest Cliff Hogg, he does a daily show where he talks about the live feeds. I like to listen to. He's always so positive. I, that's why I love his show. Um, he says it, today too is so cool. He said like I present this to you guys and I try to be like even and like not like cheer either way. He's like, but I love this. He's like, I love when the underdogs get together and do something. He's like, that's what I wanted on my season. I just wanted somebody to uh, to team up with me, so I was like, "Oh!" But uh, yeah, it's it's funny. It's been a roller coaster because we went from finding out what it was Thursday night, and I was like, "Oh, great! Like it's going to be easy to get out Taylor, and like this week is going to be lame, and maybe even the week comes because the dominant alliance, the uh, um, well, basically ladies." Uh, alliance, the girls, girls, and the old school, they were probably going to easily roll, but uh, looks like we have a little opposition to that now, and I like it, so I'm uh, I'm happy now with the state of the house. <laughs> I was watching the live feeds last night like at one something, almost two in the morning, and they were Ooh. all still up. <laughs> so. you, you caught it then, because yeah, 3 a.m. is when they officially formed the uh, the leftovers. So that was prime stuff because that's when they were laying out what everything was like. They were presenting like how they figured things out and they figured out basically that Taylor's been the scapegoat and <laughs> she's been like kind of unfairly cast as this villain. And what's so sad is she's really not. Um, she actually won 
Miss Congeniality, which I know everybody knows that movie, but what it really does mean in the uh, pageant world is she was voted the kindest, the nicest, and it's not voted on random people. Her fellow contestants, her fellow pageant contestants voted her the nicest person. So she was saying she's been struggling with the fact she comes in this house and she's basically been cast as the villain. And, you know, misguidedly, really, it's kind of crazy. And, you know, it is just the way it is. But it's it's, it's kind of sad. The person that left the game out of guilt, Paloma, and all this rest of this other side of his house, these ladies, Jasmine, uh, Nicole, Amira. Sadly, you know, they're going to hear about it when they come out of the house, how uh, unfairly they treated Taylor. People are going to give it to them. Um, Cliff was saying on his show, like, as much as they may or may not deserve that, like, just be kind. Like, <laughs> it is a game at the end of the day. Like, it's not, it's not really life or death. So, I don't know. You do feel bad sometimes, even if people do deserve, like, the real cool, like, they were mean. Like, it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, you know, it doesn't help to go back at them, you know like that you know i'm watching the quad live feed and it looks like it's uh Alyssa, taylor uh kyle and that one fool with no shirt joseph and they're <laughs> all they're, well alissa has gone now um or is that her name Alyssa? yeah she's gone and it's those three in the hot tub i saw earlier that guy was walking around the kitchen with no shirt and on the other ones, it looks like it's Brittany and I think Michael in another room yeah. talking. Earlier, they were showing, uh, I think it was Jasmine. Uh, now it says, we'll be right back. All four screens uh, down. Somebody, somebody might have been saying something. <laughs> Earlier in the first, before they switched it, I know it was Jasmine, Daniel, and Alyssa were in the bathroom talking. And someone was in the shower. I couldn't see who it was. So this bathroom they got. I'm probably boring some of you guys with this, but uh, <laughs> this bathroom is it does it look I assume there's doors, but it is it like a co ed bathroom? Uh, now they're back. Yeah. Here comes. Yeah, it is for sure. And like I said, one side is hot for normal people and one side is just cold showers for the have nots of the week. Of this week, there's only two have nots and it's Alyssa and Indy are the have nots this week. Is Terrence bald? Yes, and he's a uh, DJ from Chicago. He's cool, but right now I consider him on the wrong side of the house. He's with uh, Alyssa, Jasmine, Amira, uh, Daniel, Nicole. I see that as the just, villain side of the house. <laughs> just showed up and showed up and jumped in the in the hot tub. I wow. heard that. Um, and I've heard this throughout the years, like it's nothing new, that uh, it's not as hot as it should be. And yes, it's hot in where they're at in L.A., but as far as like what a hot tub should be, like I've heard from house guests that uh, it's not as hot as it should be. That's a thing. The Big Brother house is way overdue for a remodel. Um, the show started in 2000, and... For the first four years, it was a different house. And then in the fifth year, they switched to 
what the house currently is. So basically, the house has been near the same since 2005. And yeah, so that's 15, this is, it's like 19 years, basically. <laughs> it's been the same, basically, skeleton of the house. <laughs> so they need a new Big Brother house. I don't know, but where's Indy at? Where's she? How come she ain't strolling around on this show? So she uh, might be a target to go here soon. Um, maybe possibly of her own doing. Like I said, she's doing this show because she's hoping it'll get her on uh, Big Brother Brazil, of which they were talking about that in the house the other day. And I guess that one's pretty extreme as far as like over the top arguing drama uh actual sex in the house i guess in big brother brazil so yeah big brother brazil sounds pretty extreme i do know i heard um i saw some random tweet one time that they had done some competition where uh two people they finally had to call it off after 48 hours they went for two days straight in a competition so yeah, Big Brother Brazil sounds like they uh, are pretty extreme. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody, that's enough, Big Brother. We'll be here all night. Go back to Anchor. We're going to do it again because I was yeah. fascinated on what was going on uh, in these live streams. I, I'm still yeah. I'm still going to do the one when they're all sleeping. Uh, I just want to see it. That's why I clicked in at 1 in the morning, and they were all, all – everybody was awake. <laughs> Well, yeah, so. they were waiting. They were waiting to get the to form the leftovers, which was such it was such a cool moment to see because I got to see the clips afterwards of like how they put it together. I got to give it up to Kyle like he is playing the game and him and Joseph. They did totally put it together that Taylor's been cast this villain, kind of Brittany, the same thing. They The other side of the house was fine with Brittany going this week. So um, they saw writing on the wall that even uh, Monty, Joseph, and Kyle himself were, like, going to be easy targets for the other side. So it just made all the sense in the world to make this move. And it was so kind, too. They were like, Taylor, like, you're really in this, and we're not just using you as a shield. Like, we're doing this. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And even since then, I, I've caught uh, on the feed stuff that I that – I, uh, catch that um, Kyle has been active on like once blind, uh, Mira gets blindsided and put up tomorrow like they got to be ready for this and like ready with their stories and how they're going to approach this and so it's cool it's cool to see they're gaming <laughs> uh, this indie chick indie Santos yep she thinks she's uh, she, a million followers. I found her on Instagram. She only has like twenty four thousand. So yeah, she thinks she's, she's going to get have... a million followers from. Uh, she said in the house, she's like, "We're going to have a million followers after this." I'm like, well, not exactly. Well, she just got uh, twenty four point four yeah. thousand <laughs> followers because I am following this beautiful young chick. Uh, who knows? Maybe as I get to know her in the show, will I like her or will I not? I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm definitely as, curious. As far as looks, yes. 
<laughs> I'm curious to see what you think. Um, they just aired an episode tonight because they did a two-hour episode because of the uh, uh, Thursday's live eviction wasn't aired because of the tri- the January 6th trials. So uh, they did a two-hour episode tonight instead. And uh, I'm actually interested for you to check that out when that goes up on Paramount just because uh, they do touch on the whole uh, Alyssa Kyle thing that uh, you saw coming. <laughs> I was like the first time I ever watched that, and I knew it. Yeah, you're good. Uh, I gotta I give take it. You. This gal is a model because she's got a lot of modeling pictures and indeed. Yep. She's also a um, private airline flight attendant, so she is like on those classy private planes serving people. High class. She doesn't have a check mark or a blue check mark next to her name, so she will later. If she's followed by Cliff Hogg. Oh, did you ever get to watch that Cliff Hogg video I sent you? No, the I didn't. Scariest movie I, I ever saw. No, I haven't. Oh, you'll like it. You'll like it. I think you'll like the story because it's more about. Um, it's about the movie, but it was about his experience and why. Like, it's such a memorable, scary experience. I think you'll like it. Plus, that guy's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, enough of Big Brother, everyone. Some of you probably yeah. tuned out. But come back right now. <laughs> uh, Star Wars. Uh, All I know is um, Andor's next month. Uh didn't hear much uh, about Uh-oh. Comic-Con. Uh, we were going to talk Comic-Con, everyone, but we're going to have to do... That is separate. a separate one. We're yeah. going to be here five hours instead. But um, as far as I see anything, that's the only thing coming. And we're just going to wait for it. They gave us a little teaser. I didn't see a full trailer yet. I assume once that other thing hits, we're going to get a longer trailer. Did that already happen? The D? No. Whatever. That happened. Just so it's like perfect timing. August? It comes uh, out. What's that? It'll happen D- right before it comes out. So. D what? Twenty-three. Uh, since we didn't go to San Diego, we should go to this. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, I don't even know if there's tickets available, uh, but uh, we should just go down there for like one day. That might that go with us. Awesome. Um, when does this take place? Um, internet is slow, everyone, so bear with me. Yeah, as far as that, Andor is the only thing I know. Star Wars, it's it's uh, we're waiting for. We don't know anything about it or who's gonna be in it. This is the earlier stages of Andor. Uh, casting yeah, it looks so. It looks like from that commercial the. The, the one trailer that they do have out, it looks like there's an Imperial agent in it. That, like, I don't know if he's after Andor or what he's after, but uh, it looks like he, he might be kind of a main character too, from the looks of it. Hmm. Oh, and at uh, the Comic-Con, which just happened, San Diego Comic-Con, they had uh, a couple of interesting exclusives. Um, 
a couple of which I, I put the pre-order in uh, for. One, I went big once again, uh, Sideshow, and put my 20 bucks down on uh, Boba Fett. He's all black. The arena outfit from War of the Bounty Hunters. Um, thing is, <laughs> it's not coming out till end of 2024, so I'll be waiting a long time for that one. But I also got a long time to save up for it. <laughs> um, also in the black uh, arena outfit, they did a black series Hasbro version of that. Uh, that one's coming out a little sooner, December of this year. So got the pre-order in on that on Hasbro Pulse. And lastly, I didn't get the order on this, but they do have a Cassian. And that red little droid you can see in the Cassian trailer, but it's quite pricey. It was like 56 bucks or something. It's nice packaging, but uh, they're definitely sticking it to you with the con pricing there. Mm. Well, D23 is sold out, so we're at uh, uh, Sadness. Sadness. Uh, we, I guess we got to head up north. <laughs> that's the only one that's going to give us some love. Um, I can't wait Emerald to City. get back on a San Diego roll. I miss, I miss San Diego Comic Con. It was such an awesome tradition for so many years. And what was so crazy, and I've told this story before, is that when we started, or I know you went before I did, but that first year we went, uh, 2007, uh, me and Joel used that as an alternative. We couldn't get into E3 that year. We had gone to E3 the two years before and we were looking for something else. And he was talking to you and that's how he found out about Comic-Con. And it was like the month before the event. And we just went online. No problem. They were available. Got tickets. Boom. Just like that. And that's such a thing of the past. It's also crazy to think that first year we went, uh, Heroes season two panel was the first uh, panel to ever fill up hall H. And that's crazy to think too. Like it's just so different now. Like filling up H is like a normal thing now, you know, has been for years. <laughs> well, we should go to this. There's still plenty of tickets. It's August 18th to the 21st. Uh, we obviously have somewhere to stay if we go up. Uh, we could probably stay in Seattle or we can go stay in Everett, depending on if my friends are home or not. But uh, every day is still available at this point. Um, I'd rather go the first two days, Thursday and Friday. Uh, Thursday, thir 30 for Thursday, 50 for Friday, and then it goes up. 60 and then 50, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it looks like, uh, or you can buy a four-day pass for 130 but I think we can see it all in two days it wasn't that big right uh, um i don't know if you want to go man i'm 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 willing to go we could just drive do do what we did last time drive up right there and back uh i'll, I'll probably if we drive we we'll use renee's car because then we can both drive and not have an issue yeah work. no more uh no more manual you know, in this family because my new truck is uh automatic <laughs> but i ain't driving that up there um, I don't know. We'll 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 we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, but, awesome. Um, yeah, Star Wars. The only thing is, 
Andor's next month, and whatever happens at D three D twenty three, we'll we'll bring it to you. Yeah. But uh, if you haven't seen Kenobi, I've watched it twice, so <laughs> definitely uh, yeah. check that out. Um, I know we're running. You got to go to bed, but collecting. Oh, 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 one thing last on Star Wars out there. I saw. Um, I'm sure you can find it easily on YouTube. Somebody edited. Um, the climactic fight from Kenobi, uh, they edit it with the um, Duel of the Fates and Battle of the Heroes music from the trailer. And they also made it so the whole climactic, it doesn't cut away. Uh, that's on YouTube, and uh, that was pretty cool to see. Yep. Uh, collecting, do you got some stuff? I know we didn't do it last time. Yeah, uh, got some good got, stuff, and I got more I, on the way. <laughs> I got one thing, and I'll run through that, and we'll do this. Uh, I got the um, went to that uh, Frog Comics or whatever in Sparks by the movie yeah, theater. Yeah, good place. And uh, good I place. picked up a Funko Soda. This is uh, the late and great Freddie Mercury. Um, let's open this bad boy up and let's see. Chase the chase. I got that one too. I did not get the chase. <laughs> chase, 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 chase. Mm, nope. No. Uh, I, got, I got the regular one, the one with Freddy uh, with his yellow yep. jacket. Is that silver or gold? I can't. Look silver. I'm looking at a picture of the chase. So. It is. Yeah, silver. I mean they are silver. one and six. They are one and six. So. It's definitely not a given. <laughs> no, well, this is my uh, third one that I got. I like the little coins that come with these. So, that's cool. Well, no chase, uh, boys and girls, but I do like these uh, little soda cans. I like that these cans aren't as... And aren't as um, fragile as a regular aluminum can. Right. So, yeah. uh, Right. (laughs) Spinning it off soda. um, I had Jade this last Thursday help me with my big Comic-Con order. Went big on that. Uh, Interestingly, though, um, because she forgot to order the sodas on the first order, she did a second order. And that's the order that came to me almost instantly. And the other one hasn't even been shipped yet. My main order. Um, So I find that a little interesting. But in the second order, I had uh, both Star-Lord and Bilbo Baggins sodas. The Star-Lord had uh, 15,000. The Bilbo had 10,000. I was fine either way on the Star-Lord. I didn't get the chase on that, so the regular is his masked version. The chase would be unmasked. The Bilbo is where I was really hoping for the chase. That's the only reason I got it. Uh, I did not, though, sadly. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but the chase is really cool. It's his uh, freaked out, uh, aggressive face from um, the start of... uh, Lord of the Rings, when uh, he's like, uh, like it should be mine. Ah, his face like goes crazy. Uh, that's the chase, and I was like, oh, that'd be so cool to get. 
but I didn't get it. So I got regular happy face, regular Bilbo. <laughs> I still want the snake Pliskin one. I haven't seen it. Did you get that one? I did, but also no chase there. Um, I do have a good amount of sodas and it's fallen pretty much near that one in six. I would say for every six in my collection, I probably have like the one chase, the chases off the top of my head. I have, I nailed both from the star Wars convention, Luke and Fett, the black light version. They're both glow in the dark chases. Uh, Shang Chi, the metallic paint version, uh, Poison Ivy, the metallic version, Harley Quinn, the metallic version. And I think those are the soda chases I have. So, but it, it, it's, it's around one in every six that I have. <laughs> yeah, I only got three. They had another soda in there. I didn't know who the character was, so I didn't even bother. But I want to go back and get that, um, uh, Sigmund the Sea Monster, that one uh, picture I sent you. Right. I want to go back. Uh, okay. It was 25, but uh, it's all right. I, I, lo- I love so, that show. <laughs> the little Bilbo thing here, the little thing it comes with, like you said, it has like the number. So the Bilbo I got was one of 8,400. So that means there's 1,600 of the chase out there. So. That might be quite valuable, especially with the uh, hype around the uh, upcoming uh, Lord of the Rings Amazon show that's coming here soon. Uh, I think it starts here at the start of August, I think, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for it now. Lord of the Rings. The Rings of Power. Oh, no, start of September. September 2nd. So, about a month away. 50 bucks for the chase. Your snake Pliskin. I'm guessing at the very least that's what Bilbo is. Let's see. Bilbo Soda Chase. I, 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 like, the, I like the chase because he's oh. holding his, um, his little Mac with the silencer on it. Because the regular one, he's just holding his pistol. Oh, I'm not surprised. (laughs) The first one I see on here where it's actually a bunch of these eBay listings, they're like, chance at the chase, chance at the chase. Yeah, right. The one where they're actually selling the chase, they're trying to get 90 bucks for this Bilbo. Damn. It's so cool, though. (laughs) I'm going to send it to you. (laughs) I love that he's like freaking out. Yeah, I'll be quick. Um, I'll save some stuff for later, but the other thing I want to mention as far as like what's been going on with this uh, San Diego Comic-Con is in the lead-up to it, they had a, a box that they shared a little bit with the public, uh, Fun Days box, because uh, Fun Days is an event at Comic-Con. They get together. They give you a box exclusives. They have party, food, drink. Um, this year they had uh, the armor from uh, Mandalorian. She showed up. Uh, can't remember. They had some other people. Jabberwockies showed up and did a performance. They do games and stuff, and they do giveaways, prototypes, and other special stuff. So it sounds like a lot of fun. But uh, as far as the home box goes, uh, 
I was pretty happy with what I got. I went, I was ordering it at work. So I kind of missed the fact that you could have picked your mascot and I would have picked black light bandits, but I picked pop prop protectors, which is a lion. So I got him. He is still pretty cool. So I'm not too mad about getting him. Uh, and then three random Freddies. I did score pretty big. Um, Freddy as Darth Maul, the glow in the dark variant, only 2000 of these made. And it's a really cool glow. Um, so very excited to that. That would probably be my number one want. So score right there. But I was pretty happy with the other two also. Uh, Freddy as Masked Worker. That's a squid game. And he basically has the mask off in his hand. So that's really cool. Um, now they got to make uh, the guy from the show like that, uh, a version of that. I'm sure they will, especially now that that is Freddy. And the other one I got was uh, Freddy as a member of uh, Run DMC. Uh, Basically is um, Bron. Freddy Fresh. Yeah, Freddy Fresh, <laughs> uh, which is pretty cool. They did a variant of him they gave out only at fun days where he's in like a gold suit. But I'm happy with the black suit when I got. Uh, so, yeah, uh, really couldn't be much happier with what I got, especially I saw some out there that uh, I probably would have dealt, uh, which maybe would have been better because <laughs> it's harder <laughs> for me to want to deal these. But like. You know, they had an avatar. I probably would have let that one go. Um, probably would have given yeah. you snake eyes. That one they did. Yeah, 50 bucks for Freddy Fresh. Yeah. Oh, did you see uh, I sent you the what uh, Bilbo Chase looked like? Yeah, that looks cool. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I want this Freddy Fresh, man, but 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. It'll go down. It'll go down. I was looking at last year's stuff. Um, like there, I wanted the tornado mascot from last year, and it's gone down to like twenty bucks. Very, very doable. So I figured a Freddy, not that Freddy, but uh, Freddy Mercury again. Uh, those big uh, album ones in the plastic cases. Uh, I got one coming out for uh, Flash Gordon on uh, Freddie Mercury. Oh, nice. Uh, it's only 20 bucks. You, you got to pre-order. Huh? I'll just wait until I find it in the store. But that one looks pretty cool. Oh, right. uh, let's just skip sports because we're pushing three yeah. and you got to go to bed. Plus, so. plus for me, it's 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 the off season now. Summer league's over. Like I said last episode, Portland Trailblazers won. Nothing really going on free agency. It's about as quiet as basketball news can get right now. So that's enough of that. But yeah, on to uh, random recommendations. I do have my two lined up. I'll go first. Uh, over on the Peacock, I noticed uh, a movie that really surprised me, and I, I highly enjoyed. I, I put it up there. Uh, as far as I'm concerned personally at the top of like the near the shark movie rankings up there with, uh, obviously, you know, nothing can beat jaws, but, uh, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised how much I liked it because it's, it's it, they make so many of these type of movies, but, uh, from a few years ago, the shallows, I uh, loved that movie and, uh, yeah, it's streaming on uh, Peacock. So what was the, you like the shallows, right? I saw it once. It was all right. Um, I have it. I know that. Um, I was impressed. Is she still <laughs> seeing uh, Ryan Reynolds? Or are they married or whatever? Maybe. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, 
right. Uh, I am going to 1994. Uh, the awesome Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock uh, action pack adventure Speed. That is streaming on Prime. I don't need to get into the to the no. to the synopsis on what it is. You all should know what it is. But Speed was awesome. I remember we saw it uh, that weekend. It came out. I had no idea what it was. My buddy goes, "Come on, come on, let's go see it. Let's go see it." And I was like, "All right." So I watched it. Awesome film. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It says right here it's leaving in seven days. So if you haven't seen it, get on it. But all right, Pop music. What do you is got? Hot Shot. What do you do? Uh, What do you do? I like Dennis Hopper in that. He was awesome as a uh, a bad guy. (sighs) All right. All right. Track, what do you got? Is off the new Lupe Fiasco, one of my favorite go to artists. Uh, He's still doing it. Uh, Got a new album, Drill Music in Zion. Uh, And I'm going to go with one of the tracks that not isn't starred. Usually the starred ones are the most listened to. If you look at it, if you're looking on uh, Apple music unit there, but um, the, the sixth track on the album, Miss Mural, I'm really liking that one. Uh, Love the beat to it. Uh, Has even a little bit of sax in it. Uh, Always love that. So uh, and always love uh, Lupe's lyrics. So, yeah, check that out. It's Miss Mural of uh, Lupe's Drill Music in Zion. All right. Uh, I am going to 1990 to uh, Guar. Uh, their album is Dogs in the Universe. And I am going to go with uh, track number 12, Sexecutioner. Uh, awesome song. Glad I got to see them on this tour. And I loved it when Sexecutioner came out and, and did this song. Um, I don't think Sexy's been on the in the band for a while, so if you got to see him, you got to see him. Uh, it's an awesome song. I mean, the whole album rocks, but uh, I just had to pick a random song. And Sexecutioner is an, an awesome song. If I was to pick another one, I'll pick track number eight, uh, Vlad the Impaler. I love that one. Or uh, Maggots, ooh, Slotorama is awesome with Sleazy P. You know what? F it. Listen to the whole album of Scum Dogs of the Universe. Uh, from Guar came out in 1990. Awesome, awesome album. Definitely check it out. Well, boys and girls, it looks like that's it. We're shy of uh, three hours, but um, and we wow. still didn't cover everything we wanted to. We're just no. gonna have to come back. Go over to Anchor. We're gonna do a Comic Con one and talk about yeah. uh, all the 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 phase five and six of uh, MCU and. The DC trailers uh, that came, and the John Wick trailer for the for the last film, yeah, and yeah. some other things that that came uh, that happened at Comic Con 2022. And I know to, if today was the last day, and it was over with my brother, and a lot of my friends were down there. People were texting me, "Are you here? Are you here?" I wasn't gonna go, <laughs> but I just couldn't couldn't make it. And a friend of mine, I see Jesse. Uh, I see Jesse met uh, Fluffy. <laughs> Yeah, he was all over the place. Uh, shout out to uh, Urban Aztec, Jesse Hernandez, awesome guy. He uh, he was all over that place. Um, uh, we'll be down there next year for sure. Um, for and, uh, oh, uh, shout out to uh, Ghetto Geppetto, uh, Roy Miles. He's on the latest episode of, uh, of the Magnus podcast that came out yeah. uh, the other day. Uh, definitely go check that, check that out. It is episode one. 33, I think. I don't know, everyone. Uh, but go over there and check that out. 
Uh, it says here on Podbean uh, that we they sent me an email congratulating that we published 600 episodes on the Skater Nets Podcast Network. Shout out to everybody that's a part of that. Zisu, Jade, uh, Taylor, when they had their little show on there for a little bit. Uh, Jesse with Big Guys. Mike, of course, and... Uh, everyone that had something to do with the uh, Skater Nets Podcast Network, so they're congratulating us on 600 episodes of everything on this network. Macnez E-Society and everything that E-Society is a part of. But you can still shoot on over to Anchor because we got uh, a ton of episodes over there. Uh, we still got regular episodes for E-Society. We're at uh, 260 right now on top of the However many episodes are over on uh, Anchor for us, because I have no idea. Uh, see, I'm getting different numbers. This is 339 here, but then on other ones, it says something else randomly. I, I can't remember, but I don't know. But that's just uh, that and Anchor. That's not counting up to the challenge, rewinds. Uh, all the 31 days of horrors we did, uh, however many years. So it's, we're pushing, well, I mean, we're over a thousand. So dealing with the East society, everyone. So just thank you to everyone that's listened to that. Uh, shoot on over to Facebook and, uh, follow us there and also shoot on over to anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash, uh, Macnez. That's M-A-C dash N-E-Z and, uh, East society is there. With that feed, shoot on over to YouTube. Just search each society and uh, subscribe to there. Shoot on over to T Public and get a Macnez or an E Society T-shirt. Follow us on follow us on Twitter, E Society Pod, Macnez Pod at the Z Theo Zisu. Instagram, E Society Pod. Still need to work that out. Uh, at the Zisu, at Macnez, at Macnez Pod. Uh, follow uh, Taylor and I's Blu-ray pages at Blu-ray Nez at Blu-ray Terror and follow us on TikTok on East Society at East Society Pod and shout out to Mixlaw Beat Productions. Go to www.mixlawproduction.com. That's M-I-X-L-A-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N.com for all your beats and uh, give us our uh, or he's letting us use. <laughs> his music for our, our intro and outro. So shout out to him. Awesome guy. Uh, good tracks Go over there. I bought a few. So, but with that, just be safe out there. Come back for more. And here's to, well, we're at 600. So I guess technically when this one comes out, it'll be 601. So here's to the next 601 episodes here on the network. So, but with that, be safe out there and Oh, shoot on over to horror returns and listen to everything over there. Action returns, the wrestling returns, THR percent stream fiends and the regular horror returns show. Uh, listen to all that and shoot on over to the horror for everything regarding them. Follow action returns or stream fiends on Facebook as well as Instagram and shoot on over to uh, T public there and get a pick up a horror returns t-shirt. We do have action returns, uh, shirts coming, still working on the, des- the, the, the design and everything for, for our show. But oh, also, uh, shoot on over to Patreon, become a Patreon, just search, uh, the horror returns and, uh, just do what it does 
uh, it tells you to do. I am a Patreon subscriber uh, to that show. Uh, I'm going to be on one of these shows. Well, I'm on a bunch of those shows, but they're doing, uh, since I'm a Patreon uh, subscriber, they are going to let me pick five movies or uh, three movies to cover, and we are going to run through all those. And the three films that I pick got nothing to do with horror. I am picking the 70s film Little Darlings and the 90s film The Clueless, as well as I think Mean Girls came. If it wasn't in the 90s, it was in the 2000s, but Mean Girls, the first one. Those are the films that I picked. Uh, some of my friends were, why'd you pick those? Why can't I? I said I could pick any movie I wanted. Those are the three that I picked. <laughs> so, But yeah, everyone, just uh, be safe. Uh, shout out to the guys of the Horror Returns and everything and everybody that's involved here uh, with us, as well as my brother here, the Zisu. Always got to give him props for coming along on this adventure and come yeah. back for more. So until then, uh, we will be back here on the regular network and over on Anchor. And shout out to, uh, what's her name? on Big Brother, Indy. Uh, give us a call. So, but until then, everyone, everybody, be safe. We'll see you next time. So, until then, party on. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Till next time, have fun. Be safe. And we'll see you next time, you society.